0: What is up? We are here with side stage on this gorgeous Sunday afternoon. This is episode ten. This is ten episodes in. We are here with, of course, me, Chris, (laughs) Keaton, and Anthony's back. Woo!
1: What's up, guys? It's the first three way.
0: (laughs) Whoa, buddy! First side stage (laughs) three way. All in the same room, at least.
1: (laughs) Whoa! Sounds like this podcast needs a name change. Um,
0: nah, man. I'm good
1: You're the one that said that we should make a casting couch podcast on the last one So
0: I don't want to hear it I said those chairs were from casting couch Not that we should make a casting couch podcast If you go and be... listen
1: towards the end You actually did bring up that idea
2: You must have drank more than you thought Or you could just review like every casting couch, you know
0: yeah. I No, <laughs> I'm good man So what's up? You guys watch Tiger King yet?
1: Yes, I have Okay, that's all we're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just not with it, man. I just, like I said, I'm a hipster when it comes to stuff that's just overhyped. I feel like if I didn't watch it first, I don't really
0: care about it, man. That's the way I was with Breaking Bad. I think I watched it like three years after the last episode aired, but it was amazing.
1: A great show, man. Yeah. yeah, it was very overhyped, too, I feel like, but it was a good show. Yeah. But if Brian Cranston wasn't in it, I don't think it would have been that big of a hit. I feel like he did a really good job.
0: Yeah, did you ever see the stuff about the people that originally auditioned for that? No. Uh, and remember the guy played Ferris Bueller? Or Ferris uh, Bueller Day Off? Matthew Broderick. He was the one they really wanted to cast for that. Is that Dang. how weird?
2: That would be a weird dynamic to see that. Here's a fun fact. I've been to uh, his house. Walter White's. Where's oh, really? Albuquerque in it? Yep. I have a friend from Albuquerque. There? Albuquerque. Was there pizza on the roof? There was not at this time <laughs> because they had <laughs> constantly the people who bought the house after like the whole show and whatnot. Like, they were making... You know, signs having patrol come over because people would keep buying pizza and throwing <laughs> on top of this roof. So it became uh, a thing and they got pretty annoyed with it pretty quick. That's actually hilarious. And like when like we it. were there, because we only parked, I guess, in the street that faces it. Because if you're in during the show, they had that shot all the time. Because the way yeah. the house sits, the street faces like right to it. They yeah. probably
0: made that shot one time and then recycled it.
2: Maybe, but we were sitting there on that street as if we were staking the house out, you know, and we saw like four people pull up and take pictures of this house. I was like, Man, I don't know if I'd have bought this house. That would've been pretty crappy, you know. Like, well these
0: the people that bought it probably didn't know. That's probably true. You too. know? So they're like
2: Yeah. Why are
0: these people keep taking pictures and throwing pizza <laughs> throwing on pizzas, our freaking yeah. house?
1: I'd just be like, Bring the pizza to the front door, please. There's yeah. no reason to throw on
2: the roof, guys Just
0: coat the roof with like plastic. <laughs> and they throw it up, it doesn't get dirty. <laughs> all right, just sit up
2: on the roof waiting for it. Yeah, hey, go and throw that up here, big boy. I'll take Me that. Lovers next time, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> then you just turn into workaholics and have a cooler up there.
1: Hell yeah. Dude. See? We just turned a bad idea into a great one.
0: I love workaholics.
1: I love it, too. Phenomenal show.
0: It's a definitely tight butthole.
1: <laughs> great show. Okay, let's get back to the original topic. The, Tiger King. The whole Tiger King thing. It's blowing up. I don't think it would be that big of a thing if we weren't all quarantined, but... Here it Shoot, is. It's like the biggest man. thing right now. Yeah, so,
0: I think it, it just came out at the perfect
2: time.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Like the whoever the director is, like capitalized.
2: True that. But I'm gonna walk you down this weird little path here. So we're getting into this whole digital streaming era, right? So for the longest time, when you heard of a documentary, I've never really had any emphasis or drive to watch a documentary. I thought it was basically you know educational, unless it's about killer whales. But that's a different story. Killer whales are awesome. Yeah, people. I'm not. I've never been big on
1: documentaries either. Really.
2: So long story short, though. Like before the Tiger King came out, I call it the first Tiger King. Um, I'm gonna say that now. It's called Don't Fuck with Cats. Yeah, I've heard. Of that. I've heard of that, of that too. That, yep. Yeah, and that one was really good. And you're like, dude, what is up with like these Netflix documentaries? Because it's something that you wouldn't even think about, you know, doing a documentary on. And then this one came out, which is kind of in the same vein because it's just these
0: Netflix. Those the their producers and the people that do that stuff for Netflix know what they're doing. All the Netflix original shows that I've ever watched, and I don't watch a whole lot, but what I have watched have all been great.
2: Mm-hmm. I really want to watch
1: Ozark.
0: Um, I mean,
1: everybody's all about it right now. It's been out for a while, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, the, it's the uh, first two, It's been New two season.
0: years since the second season yeah. came oh, out. Oh, okay, so it's been like so, a hiatus. Yeah. Uh, so I watched the for first two seasons. It. We're out right when they came out, or the yeah. first season, and the that the second one came out. And the show's so good. Um, and then this third season's taken a little bit, more intense approach than the first two seasons, mm. but throughout the show, stuff is escalating and now it's coming to a head. Uh, but I'm like four episodes into the third season and it's such a good show. Jason Bateman is a Phenomenal. baller, dude.
1: He's awesome, man. So I have to check it out. I mean, I've I've skipped over it a few times and been like, uh, I don't know about the show, but Arrested Development,
2: we've seen that. I, I've uh, a yeah, I've, I've seen
1: quite okay. a bit of that. It's, it's really, really good. It's really good. It's one of those shows that you kind of have to. Be with the humor to kind of it's get it. It's
2: just weird how it never took off though. Yeah. It,
0: but it it was a starting point for like so many yeah. actors though. But Michael like
2: Sarah, technically Jason Bateman. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Jason Bateman. He was the main character, but it was still like a like a kick Kickstarter for his career though. Yep. You know,
1: there's a lot of good people in there though for yeah. sure.
0: That, but the show's weird though.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a the- weird vibe. I feel like it's kind of like Scrubs, where you, if you don't get it, you don't get it. But like if you do, then it's funny. Yeah. yeah, like Scrubs has a very like it's kind of like the Office. There's a very like niche sense of humor for shows like that. And if people don't get it, then they just don't really care for it.
2: I don't know, man. The Office, dude. Yeah, but the Office has just that's a weird a sense of humor. Solid thing, top one, <laughs> top one. <laughs> I mean, it, that's well, a, that's her power ranking top well, five. Like, <laughs> well,
0: Megan, we love all the same stuff. Like we really do. She cannot stand the Office. I think it's the greatest show ever made.
1: I don't really f- think it's that great. I, I like Parks it. and Rec's better. I think Parks You know it's and Rex the same writer, th- right? I th-
0: yeah. I think it's... And then
2: Netflix, by the way. I'm well, it's stay. not the same
0: writer, same producer, because most of the people in the office that were actors were the writers of the show.
2: Yes. So Kelly, whatever her name is, Kelly, whatever, she was one of the main... She was a big writer on The Office. Kevin, yeah. um, Ryan, Ryan was Phyllis, rubber, yep.
0: um, Toby...
1: Dude, mm-hmm. Ryan's character the beginning of That's probably like one of my yeah. favorite characters on there. I, something <laughs> about the dynamic of him, like the way, like everything happens, and then like he's the big wig, and then he's like the nobody again. Yes, dude, yeah. I, dude. I just love
2: that character. I don't know why. That was like one when of my he's the big wig. He's
0: like, "How's my favorite branch going?" And yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to um, if you love podcasts, the Office ladies. It gives I haven't you a lot listened more to that yet. On that, so it was pretty hmm. cool.
0: Apparently, Pam read. What was on the letter from the teapot on that podcast. And I I need to listen to it. Really? I don't know.
1: Dude, I've been I've been seeing Kevin in a bunch of ads lately, like yeah. on Facebook and Instagram yeah. and stuff. It's yeah. so
2: weird. Playing mm-hmm. the drums on one?
0: Well he was <laughs> or a like drum- an air conditioner. Well he was a drummer in the <laughs> office. Yeah,
2: I know, but it's just I don't know, it's just weird. But we gotta get this out of the way though. Nine seasons, The Office. I love The Office. But one of the reasons why I was in, I was in college, I was going through business school. And we had a TA, and he was in love with The Office, and every single lesson, he played a clip of The Office, and we talked, like, 15 to 20 minutes, how it related to whatever subject we were studying. And it pretty much related to every subject. So those writers were pretty smart. Like, they were diving into a lot of stuff that... That's actually awesome. You learn, more or less. That is pretty cool. Well, so I was like, man, I gotta watch this. And believe it or not, in college, you have so much free time. It's insane. At least if you don't study... Don't know. Never went. So... Still I would, in it. I pretty much, <laughs> I pretty much binged The Office like three times in college. Loved it, and actually, it finished when i got my first job. Um, those,
0: are, those are rookie numbers. <laughs> I'm going need you to pump those. Bro, you, you mean
2: you didn't go to parties at the Goat House, dude? When you were in college? <laughs> well, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, last season aired live um, mm. was aired live when I got out of college, and I was like, oh. And honestly, season eight and nine, when Michael Scott leaves, Steve Carroll, Carell, whatever his name is. I think it took a backseat a little bit. Like, it kind of, if they could have kept Will Ferrell, that show would have been phenomenal.
0: Dude, that's the, I (laughs) would skip those Will Ferrell episodes. Really? To me, that is not his style of comedy, and I I hate Will Ferrell's,
1: yeah, he's more of like the loud in your face comedy. Yeah, but, man, it's.
0: The only part I like with him is when he's eating that cake, and he's like, he's like, you know what, I don't need it. I don't need it. And he throws (laughs) it in the trash, and he's like. Dude. I deserve it. I deserve it. He grabs another piece with his hand. I challenge
2: yeah. you to watch his little juggling routine and oh. not laugh. Oh. That crap is hilarious. I mean, I've seen
0: them all like a hundred times, but those episodes, dude, to me it was it was forced for Will Ferrell to do that yeah. style of comedy. Well, with, see, with Steve Carell, it was he, natural.
2: He was forced as well. If you watch the first, like, and this is like Megan. She's, she likes Office, but she's not being, my Megan, by the way. Um, and we haven't finished all the way through because she got turned off by Michael Scott.
0: He's She's very like, weird, dude, cringy character, you know, dude. He is very
2: cringe. But then, like that moment when he gives Pam a hug in the airplane. Like, if you are not tearing up, you're like,
0: you're, nah, you are like, yeah, when know, Jim and him or are in something. his office.
2: You know, there is just something about it. By the time, because like even though he is cringe, like he has, you know, he means there's, well.
0: There is there is one of my favorite things of the show is when Michael, they show Michael being a real person. There is one time when the kids when he fit uh, when he went on the wilderness retreat. Yep. and he came back and Jim had ran the office and he tried to combine all the birthdays and stuff and <laughs> the true. whole party's happening and Michael sits down beside Jim and they start having a conversation but it, it's like it was the real Michael it wasn't him trying to put on a yeah. show so it, it, it shows you there are levels to him in that show oh, he, yeah. there's a reason behind what? Why he does what he does? Yep. You know
1: he's a cringe character, but he he always had a big heart. Yeah. Like dude, one of my favorites is the the Dundee Awards or whatever, yeah. where they go to the restaurant. I like you God you can tell he Chili's like tonight. That, that's like a boss that's like generally like trying to get everybody involved in something, even though nobody cares or gives it like a crap about it. But like that was like his favorite thing to do was put that show on. Well, the,
0: and the episode where they did the uh, the board game. There's been a murder in Savannah. <laughs> Somebody says something, and yeah, somebody says something, he's like, stop, they
2: need this, stop. Oh, yeah, know, like I think it was Jim. Yeah, yeah. Because it was going to close the office down, or close the office, close that branch down, say it was one of those things. And speaking of... I do declare. arrested development, people getting their, you know, green ticket to fame or whatever, the office was. Yeah. It's like, John Krasinski, that was his first acting job, Mm -hmm. and he really didn't think anything of it, and he went back to doing his, whatever his day job was. And um, because I was reading on that, too, and it's ridiculous now because he's married to Emily Blunt, and he's releasing horror movies that are, like, phenomenal. And he's in freaking, what, Jack Ryan? Yeah, the dude was immensely talented. and he just took that to, you know, take him off or take off because he was actually friends with B.J. Novak in high school.
0: Yeah, they went to the same high school, yeah. So
2: that's kind of like how he got his, you know, go-to. And he actually played collegiate basketball, too. So in that first season, when you see him playing basketball, when you can actually tell he's a little bit better than, like, everybody else. Yeah. He actually was, like, a little bit better than everybody else. But, big dude, tuna. like, Idris Elba, or whatever his name yes, is. Yes, when he that? was in that, yeah. Um, the dude in the hangover, why can't remember his name. Uh, Ed, Helms. Ed Helms. Ed Helms, yeah, Ed Helms? yeah. Like big, he, that's Big Tuna, isn't it? He's a, yeah, Big yeah. Or he no, called, big, that's what he, he is, called Jim yeah. big, big Tuna, yeah. And there's more I'm leaving out leaving Here's a little bit now, of but... music
0: trivia for you, office-related. Creed Bratton. Yes. Is his real name. Yes. yep. And he played in a band called the Grassroots in the 70s. Yep. And he still tours playing music. Yep. And the song he sings in the very last episode when they're all sitting around yep. is one of his songs.
2: Yeah, that's the song that starts the podcast for the office ladies. Oh, is
0: it? Yep. I need to listen to that. So oh,
2: um, yeah. they contacted him and that's their intro into the...
0: I'm sure he, yep. I'm sure he was like,
2: yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's the, his character is the Scranton Strangler, by the way. I know there's a lot of theories I've out there. I've heard
0: him, I've heard Toby, but I've heard a couple.
2: Yeah, well, Toby was on the trial, though. They don't yeah, know if that was him or not. They may have
0: arrested the wrong man. Yeah,
2: that's true. Oh, okay. So the point I was making, because you mentioned this, Anthony mentioned it, sorry, I said you as if everyone knows which way I'm looking, but uh, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. I probably agree that Parks and Rec watch is your mouth. better watch than The your, Office. Watch yeah. your mouth. And it's just because it stays strong. Yes. And then it ends when it needed to end, when mm-hmm. The Office should have ended on Season 7.
0: Well, see, no, I don't agree with that.
2: You're in the minority here. It doesn't matter.
0: Well, no, like The Office, <laughs> given... For a long time, there was a part of me that uh, that said, when Michael left, the show needed to end. I thought that mm. there was a in the season eight. There was a couple rough spots, but lot <coughs> not many people agree with this. But with um, Robert California, yeah, I loved his character. Well, and I love that guy. Well,
2: actually,
1: in the show, here. Robert California—that's the guy from uh, Blacklist. Blacklist, yes. yeah.
0: What is and, his name? and he's
2: also the dude that plays. in I don't the remember
0: Avengers. his real name, but I like, I love the part. He's like, "You don't even know my name. I'm the fucking lizard king."
2: <laughs> God, God, what is his
1: name? Just gonna kill me. It's one, of my, it's one of my favorite. shows. Like, I feel one like when shows. they
0: when they brought him in, that saved the show for me. Because at first he was real cringy, and I was like, "I don't like this dude's vibe." But the more I rewatch it and look back, I love his character. He
2: literally was Jesus in a business setting. Yeah, he never spoke exactly what he was saying and yep. it was like left for you to derive whatever meaning it was. I don't, I'm sorry, that's kind of weird the spiritual. <laughs> people don't me or whatever for that but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? Like the way he was. Now don't get me wrong, I love 8 and 9. I, 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 love, bl-
0: I believe the show, I feel like the office did end when it needed to because it was coming to a point you're like, okay, where else can yeah. you take this
2: show? Well see like eight, you know? 8 and 9, this is some of the problems with Ed Helms and the secretary I cannot remember her name. Aaron. Her name is Kelly's Kelly something, right? No, Aaron is her name in the show, but name, whatever. Yeah. So, that was a dragged out for them and their romance. Well, do you know why?
0: When he went on that boat trip in the show, he was filming The Hangover. Uh, okay. That's why he took the hiatus and went on the boat trip from yep. the office.
2: Okay, well, that makes sense. Makes sense. And yeah. that, man, I got something. I know this is the office of Parks and Rec because the same thing happened in Parks and Rec when Chris Pratt came back. and He's like, yep. why'd you lose all your weight? And he was doing the Star Lord. Yeah, yeah. But, um... That was going on eight and nine, but that kind of seemed like it was dragged out. And then when it really hit home was when Dwight finally gets married with Angela. Yeah. Towards the very end, Steve, you know, Michael Scott makes it. They, they his rounded the show out very well in the yeah. last episode. But there's one scene in eight season. I can't of like season eight. They go down to Florida, and they're all staying there. And that girl's trying to hit on Jim. John or Jim, whatever. Yeah. I can't remember these names right now. And he what's called, his real name? He calls Dwight. <laughs> And he was like, there's bed bugs. And yeah, and he, he comes in, in spraying and she, all those chemicals. And she's on the bed, and he flips the mattress with her on it. Dude, that was some funny stuff, by the way. But but was,
0: I do, I love Parks and Rec. Ron Swanson is the freaking man.
2: So this is what I was getting at, though. So The Office, I feel like the characters, they they highlight... Just a few characters, yeah, so like Jim, yeah. Pam, they have to
1: feed off some of the main ones, you know, sometimes. Ed Helms
2: at one point, definitely when he's the manager in the Robert, California, Michael Scott. and then like even though like the Angelos and the um, God, the guy who plays the drums, I forgot Kevin Kevin Stanley's. even Oscar, um all like they have almost like secondary roles, secondary roles, yeah, yeah, whereas Parks and Rec, every single one of Is their the main characters character. yeah, have a fully fleshed out Back and it brings man. everything home by the end yep. of the like they went through it and maybe it's cuz the offense was spread a little too thin cuz they did have a bigger cast but by the end of you know Parks and Rec everything that happened to all of them characters like that's actually believable i feel like, like the,
0: i feel like in Parks and Rec the one i will say their writers had a little bit more they could cover cuz they covered more of like you said the characters everyday lives like in the office it was just The Office. It was The Office. Yep. you know.
1: Yeah, and that's true, but there were some elements of Michael Scott's life that, that you get to see through The Office that yeah, not, yeah. you don't and get to see through everything else. So, yeah,
0: a little bit, just and enough, uh, you know.
2: That was my favorite part about The Office, by the way. So when they break the fourth wall All the... towards the end of the series, so it's like, what do you call that when the fourth wall is being broke, even though that's the fourth wall technically in the show? Because it's a mockumentary. Yeah.
0: When they're talking. Because like, you
2: see some boom mics come down every once in a while. You see the sound guys. You see them talking to them every yeah. once in a while. And then in a way, that's kind of breaking, It's to some extent, breaking the fourth wall. But then when you have the other dude filming the other dude that's filming Pam, when him and John's like, what do you even call that? Like, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. That is cool. Into the, yeah. you know, the show, because they actually played on that instead of...
1: Yeah, Parks and Rec just has more of a sitcom feel. I think that's yeah. probably why.
0: Yeah, the Office definitely wasn't... a sick, even though it was a sitcom, it wasn't a sitcom. It's it's, more, it's
1: supposed to be more like a reality, yeah. so. like mockumentary, which are and Parks and Rec was
0: was supposed to originally supposed to be the same thing. You can see how the show changed after yeah. like season two. You know what I'm saying? But it turned out
2: they kept a mockumentary as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, it, was, it like wasn't as mu- yeah. well, It
0: wasn't as much as The Office. Although it's
2: I almost the worst, like sophisticated version yeah. of The Office, yeah. honestly. And then with that being said, by the way, Netflix, I don't know if y'all know, but the people, majority of the people who wrote The Office and Parks and Rec, they're signed on with Netflix to do Space Force with Steve Carell. Really? Yep. That'd so cool. it's supposed to come out this year. I haven't heard anything on it, though. And right. with what's going on. Uh, who knows, by you the you way,
1: James know. Spader is the James actor that plays Robert California. I don't know how I didn't know that. The blacklist is like in my top five.
0: <laughs> so, okay. Well, speaking of top fives, we've done top five everything on this show. Now we're going to do individual top 5 television shows cuz we're not going to agree with all these. Anthony go. Right now? Yep,
1: yeah. Uh I'll put Dexter as number 1. That's uh, in my top 5. It's one of my favorite That's shows much ever. crap about it. <laughs> <laughs> you never watched it? The watch ending, ending I've will, heard like the season. ending will piss
0: you off, but Dude, the whole yeah, show is phenomenal. The
1: the character progression from Dexter Morgan though is like one of the best in show history, I feel like. Um Dexter
0: there's so many different shows though. Yeah, <laughs> but there's got to be there's got to be at least five shows that when you're bored you go back okay. to. Okay,
1: I won't put them in order, but as yeah, of right d- now, except no for Dexter, cause. Dexter Parks and Rex is up there. Um, Psych, you guys ever watch Psych? Dude, no, uh, no. I, I, I thought you actually.
0: were telling us like Psych Parks and Rex not on there. No,
1: <laughs> I, I love that show. That show is really funny. It's cheesy, but it's really funny. Um, and it had like a crap crapload of seasons uh i'd probably put breaking bad up there it's a good, really good show uh dang
2: i know that's pretty tough
1: looking for that last show yeah, let me
2: throw some out there because i gotta, yeah, go, cause cause got yeah good because you got my office are both gonna be on there i gotta throw game of thrones i know season seven and six were kind of a bummer but i love i'll game explain of thrones. my game of thrones experience when it's to there Fantasy show, it blew out all expectations. The writing was brilliant until you had to rush it. So,
0: even when they rushed it, it was still pretty good. It
2: was still pretty good, but it was very cinematic at that point. Like they got yeah. away from what I think made Game of Thrones, because like the political intrigue in that show to me is what made it what it was, and that's why everybody loved it as much as they did. And then like I'll be honest with you, I hope that this doesn't spoil it for Anthony, who's never watched it. But the Battle of the Bastards, dude, that episode is phenomenal. And all the is stuff that the that, one
0: in the eighth season the.
2: No, that's actually season six when yeah, they're taking yeah. Winterfell back over.
0: Yeah, oh, I see, I, I, I'll explain more.
2: So that's one of them. So obviously, it's not gonna be on his since he hasn't watched it. Um, God, I don't know what I was gonna say? The next one was I had to say Family Guy. I know it's dumb. Family Guy is a classic. But I man. can literally some of the stuff like stuff in Family Guy. If like you said, I'm bored, I need to go to bed. I don't want something to completely challenge me. Like I got the Family Guy in there. Um, and right Ooh. now, by the way, I'm watching The Community, which is kind of in the vein of The yeah, Office. I'll I'll watch watch the Donald Lover. Ago, yeah, yeah it's, That's it's a good pretty show. Dang, Joel McHale. Yeah, yeah. I just got to finish it all, though, to figure out how I want to rank that one. I'm going
1: to round out mine with Stranger Things. Dude, that is a, Even though it's only three seasons and it's a newer show, it's a, a solid show. Out, I watched... It is a really half, good show. I watched
0: the first three or four episodes of the second season and for some reason stopped watching it and I haven't called back Dude, up it's a yet. good show, man. The first I, season I thought was it was going to be so, like... Or By
2: the eh, way, me season... Seasons tell. whatever tell like the first two seasons and that was really really strong and then right. i heard season three got away from Is that,
1: that. i had a lot to look through netflix just to see like stuff that i watched
0: because
3: <laughs> i right.
1: can't think, my top,
0: well i'm gonna explain my game of thrones i was a hipster with game of thrones just like i wasn't breaking bad and stuff i never watched a single episode until the start of the eighth season and that was when megan and i just started dating we'd only been dating like three or four months and uh, I was like, "Well, I'm hanging out with her, and she freaking loves Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones." So I was like, I-, "I watched the entire eighth season before I ever watched anything else on the show, and I thought it was sick." Which I'm not one of those people that's like, "Don't tell me how it ends," <laughs> you know? Like it doesn't that does not bother me at all. So I watched it and I enjoyed it. But that in the last episode, or last season, that humongous like 35 minute battle scene Dude, was crazy. sick, yeah. so especially cinematically. Um, but I um. So I actually restarted the started the show over, and I made it to about three episodes after Joffrey died, and then I haven't watched any more since because I got busy.
2: Spoilers. Dude,
0: that guy's the <laughs> worst person on the Dude, planet. he
2: I, is. I, I, and I want to be honest with you. That actor sold it so well.
0: Oh, he played that role he perfectly. Phenomenal. And His like, face played the role perfectly. I, that's true. <laughs> like,
2: I'm honestly, though. That's true. Um, and I read the books, too, by the way. And there's a lot of differences. And that's what a lot of people are stuck on right now because they want him to finish up the books Yeah. because the show got ahead of the books. Um, so who knows how it's really going to end. But and they're also doing the other Game of Thrones if, show now. If so. you're
0: talking cinematically, my favorite shot I've ever seen in cinema ever is in Game of Thrones. It's the last episode or the episode before the last one where Khaleesi um, walks out over the crowd, over her army. Yeah, and one of her dragons comes up behind oh, her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That was probably the coolest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. But that was probably the coolest shot I've ever seen there, on a TV show. There period. are
2: cool parts, and honestly, the show was leaning towards that. It just felt really rushed towards the end. Yeah,
0: well, they had to. But the thing that pissed and, me off, though, the episode before the last show, they could have just cut it out completely. Okay,
2: so here's the – okay, I'm sorry, Anthony. I just want to spoil it for you, man. I hope you don't watch the show. So this is my huge Game of Thrones gripes here. First of all, The Battle of the Bastards. When Jon Snow, because after he gets brought back more or less, he doesn't think he belongs anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I know he died, but I don't. And when he, when that, he died.
2: you can see in that scene when he's trying to save Rickon, like he's done. He's like, I don't really care anymore. Like I don't even know why I'm here. I don't know what my purpose is. I'm just here to go at it. So he, even though they told him, everybody told him, he's like he's gonna do this. Do not fall for it. He falls for it. And then that moment when he gets stuck in that no man's land. And they're just coming for him, and he's just sitting there like, "I ain't gonna jump on my horse and head back to my boys." He's just like, "Nah, fuck it." Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but he just sits there, and he grabs it, and then, like he just throws a sheath down. He pulls it up, and he's just waiting. And then like his men ended up coming, and they clashed like literally at the same time. Like that scene to me was just like, dude, phenomenal for yeah. like if you're going to do fantasy, like. But, but- the,
0: here's here's my okay my top five. I don't like fantasy TV shows. That's why I never watched Game of Thrones because I'm not that. Lord of the Rings never watched it. I'm not stuff, too big into it yeah. stuff of that, I'm just it doesn't do anything for me. Maybe I don't have the imagination for that. You have a terrible imagination. Probably. Um, no. <laughs> top top two shows The Office, hands hands down, number one. Not even a question. Um, dang, I don't even think of it. I got the South
2: Park in mine, by the way. It's pretty good. Oh, one second before you <clears throat> Game of Thrones grew I guess I get the sound of the way? Towards the end of the show, you know what happens with Daenerys, right? Yeah. In reality, Technically, John at that point, was the actual heir to the throne. 100%, yeah. And yet, when they're having that meeting... Well, he's been the actual heir to the throne throughout the whole show. When they're having that round meeting, and Grey Worm's like, he killed the queen, and blah, blah, blah. I just don't understand why they just didn't stand up and be like, dude, I understand you're hurt right now. But <laughs> with the rule of the law within this universe, more or less, John was pretty much killing the Earth or whatever they call it, at that point yeah. in time. He had every right to do that, and he has every right right now to be here, be represented here. There's no reason why he should have been outcasted. He should have just been like, "Dude, I'm king. Get out of here." Like I just don't. That kills me. Yeah, and I but think the I books like, would probably go that way. But. I
0: think it's funny how Bryn became the king in the end, and like yeah. the dude, he knew it the whole time.
2: Well, there's a, a lot of theories out that say he's actually the little not king too. It's not going over my head, man. Yep. There's a lot of theories out there. When he dies,
0: he turns into the Night King?
2: That he did all this to be able to get to that throne, more or less, and kind of create, in a way, an ultimate peace, if that makes any sense. Because, in a way, they were all united to be, more or less, taken down a a notch. So, there was a lot of theories about how he... I Pretty need to finish. The, I need to finish the did show. Get all that. So.
0: it's a, it's really good. It honestly is a really good show. But at first, Phenomenal. there's just so much going the on. Dude you, so deep. you you've got to keep your ducks in a row. You won't be oh, able to yeah. keep up. Um, the Office is definitely my number one show. And that's really all I got. I don't watch much TV. I
1: know this is. You ever watch Supernatural? I watch dude, a little it's bit like of it.
2: Seventeen seasons. It's
0: a good It's a, a good a, show though, I'm man. I'm going to tell you my number five show because I'm not definitely not two through four. And Justin Rogers will love me for this. King of Queens.
1: King of Queens. That's a I pretty good comedy. I love that. Oh. I'd have to throw Fresh Prince up there if we're going to go that far. Always funny in Philadelphia. one. Oh, it's of that. Always, always funny. Really yeah. yep. uh, have you guys ever watched Letterkenny? I
0: have not. I've seen a little bit here and there. Check it out on
1: Hulu, man. You'd probably like it. Good. Is it.
0: Dude, is it like a different Trailer Park Boys? People say that,
1: but I've never watched trailer, watch park trailer, trailer Park watched Boys. I've watched
0: some of it, and some of it is hilarious, hilarious To me, and some of it is so stupid.
1: Letterkenny could also almost be like a Canadian redneck office because the okay. same characters basically act the same way and say the same stuff in like every episode.
0: I do know that big guy. Um,
1: he's one of the main writers.
0: Yeah, he's a stand-up comedian. The guy who plays Wayne, one. dude. He's hilarious, really funny.
1: Yes, and in that show, all he does is want to fight people, and it's hilarious. They're bi- really big. He's huge. Yeah, I can't remember
0: his na- his actual name. But.
1: Yeah, it's he's Canadian though, but it's oh, yeah. it's basically like a
0: he does a bit about Captain Crunch. <laughs> He's like, in Canada we only have one kind of Captain Crunch. In America, they have five yeah. <laughs> types of Captain Crunch. One that's Crunchberries. Where do Crunchberries grow? Or do they have a, <laughs> they have like a stockpile here? No. But then he's like, then the fifth one is, oops, just Crunchberries. He's like, so you're telling me the Crunchberry stockpile <laughs> is so vast? They're selling just Crunch Berries, berries and we yeah. can't get them in any other country. <laughs> yep.
1: But check it out on Hulu. If you, it's only on Hulu. Letter I King? Letter Kenny. Okay, I'll yeah, check it's, it out. I, it's, I, what dude, I've cause seen
0: cause... of, it's pretty funny. He's like, what, he made a spare parts but Yeah, spare like, parts
1: butt. And they're Canadian, but they're like okay. hick. They live on a farm, <laughs> and like they have their say. Like, he says, pitter-patter, let's get at her. He says it all the time, and it's just like, dude, it's just so funny.
2: Yeah. I'll check it out, because like, you are alluding to, right now we have all this time. Well, I'm still... Technically, don't have this time. I have to play pretty dumb shows if I want to put some yeah. on TV because I actually just have to stay focused. Yeah, background yeah. noise. So, like right now, I'm doing the community because, like, it is. Back, you know, it's like Parks and
1: Rec is my background show. Yeah,
2: Office right yeah. now on the. community. I've
0: watched Office Park so Park. many times. I would I'll turn the Office on. to have background noise too.
2: Check out uh, the Watchmen on HBO. I've heard it's, I've really, heard good. I've heard it's really good. Phenomenal. It's really good. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rated oh, extremely yeah. high. I totally so,
0: forgot. Yeah, Dexter and Breaking Bad are in my top five, and I'll probably throw Parks and Rec in there because. I've watched it three or four times. Yep. Uh, Have you guys out.
1: watched The Punisher on Netflix? Speaking yes. of originals, dude, 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 I mean, it I've is probably, one, that and Daredevil probably the best. I've not watched it, like, but, but I remember shows.
0: you've told me about it like 15 dude, times. Like, dude, John Berenthal or whatever. It. Oh That's the dude who played in the Walking Dead, right? Yeah, yeah. The
2: Walking Dead. Like, I know it went off, but, like, I the first six to seven seasons of it, man.
0: The oh, first def- five seasons for me were for great. No, I stopped po- watching like, it.
2: cable television, dude, oh. nothing brought yeah, in yeah. the numbers. And it's kind of phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know what's cable, I can now, see that. I got to give Damn. my show two thumbs.
0: <laughs> two thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> I got
2: to nerd out a little bit here. And this is only because it's when I was a kid and I grew up and I loved this show. You're going to laugh. But Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball.
1: Dragon Ball Z was a good show.
2: Dude.
0: I do. I remember you loved
1: I, you used to, I, We
2: used to rush home, man, have to yeah, get a snack tomorrow, in before it came man. on at 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Dude. It, but I just watched Dragon Ball for the first time, which is like a prequel to Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So I remember it came on Toonami, but then at that time it got canceled. Dude, that show was hysterical. It is so funny. And I didn't even realize dude, Dragon how Ball Z funny was, it was always funny because the dubs. But yeah, I never what <laughs> got into that. Dude. There's so much like adult themes that go over your head when you're watching mm-hmm. as a kid that you don't realize, and then like watching again, I'm like, dude, how did my mom let me watch this show? It's <laughs> dude, the same thing with like listen to Blink. Like, how did I listen uh, to Blink when SpongeBob I was a kid?
0: SpongeBob had some rough stuff in it. All
2: cartoons did, oh, yeah. man. At some dude, point, point. and Dragon Ball, the main character goes around and he taps private parts because <laughs> he doesn't understand what a female or male is. So every time he sees someone, even though they're clearly a female, he's like... I mean, he's got to know, right? Oh, yeah, you're not a boy. I'm like sitting there dying laughing. I guess I'm going to start doing that in public. (laughs) Right? Are you?
1: Or are you not? I mean... But, um, yeah, I used to go home, make a snack after school, and I'd call Justin Rogers, Zach Wright. You remember, like, three-way calling was so cool. I'd call them, like, y'all ready for Dragon Ball Z? Like, what y'all think's going to happen? And we'd talk about it, and then we'd go watch it at 5 o'clock. And I was like, all
0: right. You just go to Zach's house. He lived like a hundred yards. <laughs> this
1: was before he moved there, jerk. Dude, oh.
2: when he beats Frieza, I mean, there's no more hot bombs. Oh, that was what? Move. Didn't he use a spirit bomb? I no, remember. he like turned Super Saiyan the first time.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm thinking about the Majin Boost saga. Just
2: imagine the people who are like. I can't remember the Boo I could buy. Oh yeah, it's been so long. But, but imagine I these, like people who make all those toys. Because I had to buy all the toys when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he's got black hair, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, he's got blonde hair. We're yeah, to like, sell oh, this <laughs> exact same toy,
1: but with blonde hair. With blonde hair. Well, it was longer hair too, and then yeah. I just thought it was funny. Good shows though. But yeah, if you haven't watched The Punisher on Netflix, you should watch it.
2: I haven't finished Daredevil and season two. Daredevil's three.
1: good too. I haven't either. And I, w- I would put Arrow and Flash up there for honorable mention. If they were on anything other than CW, they'd be a lot better. I've obviously said that a lot, but they just can't be graphic. They're very cheesy because they're on CW. Yeah. they're both pretty good, good
2: for a good while. So,
0: so I am uh, on the Dance Gavin Dance bandwagon now. Yes. Dude, their last two albums I've, are phenomenal. I've only really listened to it. The- uh, Tree Tree City, City sessions. sessions, but I'll be down here working dude, dude. doing something and uh, Care I just have it turned on and realized I've listened to the whole album and I've been like just straight vibing to it.
2: Yeah, dude, so, you just vibing right now?
0: I'm just vibing, bro. Did
2: you listen to me talk to Chris? Did you hear that one where I was mentioning Dance Gavin Dance to him and yeah. I brought up how much they work? Like the idea that they release an album I think it's what four years in a row, they release an album every year. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. It's so. insane insane and they got a new one coming out this year and mm-hmm. like the name it was like strawberry vanilla or something like that what's Stra- it like strawberries wake yeah song's nasty dude and their music videos are so good because the dude who does the screams he dresses like just like a normal dude like a normal joe and like on the airplane he's just sitting there and all of a sudden he's screaming and what's funny about it though is he's not really doing like the facial inflections that you see a lot of i'm assuming he would have to when he's actually doing it but he's doing it in the music videos with just like a stagnant face and you're like, and somehow it fits the music videos and it fits that character so well. I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah. And they
1: did a instrumental uh, of every album every so album. far.
2: Yep. And Headhunter, by the way. That song was phenomenal. That's well, so great. people can
0: try and fail to sing like that guy? No, probably just because they
1: want to appreciate the instruments. The instrumentation of in those albums are actually great. The singing actually covers up some of it. Um, oh, yeah, they they sure. did a cover of Semi-Charmed Life. Do you know that?
0: Really,
1: it's a banger, dude. There's it's so, really good. Like I guess the strongest version's better. And they did a cover. <laughs> it is great. They did a cover of Bruno Mars. Uh, Grenade. Uh, no, that's what I like. That's what I like. And that's just kind of weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, the last two albums, um, Mothership and Artificial Selection, yeah. are
2: hands down probably some of their best work in my opinion. Dude, Son of a Robot, and then Midnight Crusade, and Suspending This Disaster, followed by Care, and then Count Bessie, The first five on that album. Oh,
1: dude. Just I could listen to that whole album, Ridiculous. front to back. They did an acoustic version of Story of My Bros, which was really good. Yeah, I mean, But they're all really good. Like I was saying on the last podcast, man, the dynamic between their vocalists is just amazing. The guitar player, yeah. Will
2: Swan, he can shred. And uh, I don't and know, man. I'm just going to throw out. I don't know if this is the one, but is it the one that's kind of chubby, dude? The guitar player, yeah, yeah. With the I Afro. love
1: man. I love that dude. <laughs> He's awesome. He used to play Flying V strictly,
2: yeah, and he really? jumps out of the yep. uh, flying the airplane in the last music video. Mm-hmm. He's just chilling, man. That's like a puppy dog in his hand or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but
1: and uh, I know Bo was talking about on your podcast about a secret band that's basically the side project that doesn't have Tillion in it. What's it it's called? It's got everybody else. Secret band. Secret it's, band. Yeah, it's got the screamer, the guitar player, and pretty much everybody but Tillion, I think. And it's just like huh. rock harder music.
2: I thought you meant the well, band Secrets. They're good. They're good, too. That's why I was like, wait a minute. That's they the same good. members, but...
1: Have you heard them bad. lately? They're, like, super heavy now. they getting, yeah. Super Ridiculous.
2: heavy. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Secrets. So, so,
0: that's why I never really got, got into them much, because they had a little know. bit of a softer side to them. I don't know. They
2: were always kind of heavy, I thought, yeah, but,
0: but now
1: it's just,
2: like, a different kind of level. Yeah,
1: it's like a genty heavy, yeah. almost, like... I guess it
2: would be in at least A, like, drop A or whatever, because oh, it, yeah. is, it is low... Stop breathing in yeah, the microphone dude, it's, uh, it's pretty cool
1: Um, I think it's self-titled album Secrets Maybe check that one out It says it came out in 2018 But that's like the last thing I heard from but Well
2: Tillian went and did his own thing too So, so you're talking about with the, Secrets the silver. Hey, I'm talking about Secrets Oh Secrets, okay Um,
1: But okay. yeah, Tillian does solo stuff that's a lot more poppy But I'm kind of a fan of it He has a couple songs with Johnny Craig What's Yeah, the, the Johnny Craig guy they, by the way They're,
0: they're homies? Yeah, and I was talking all, to the, him.
1: all the all the dance
2: Gavin's vocalists are. A friend. There's a video of all three of them singing a song together live. And he does have a tattoo of the All Seeing Eye on his neck. It's the same guy, and he went. He joined Slaves. Yeah, yeah, Johnny yeah. Craig, and then he's out of Slaves now. Because the last he's time we were talking about being. it, and I told Chris, I was like, he's got a tattoo on his neck. It's like the All Seeing Eye, and he's like, dude, I'm not sure what you're talking about.
0: I didn't know. He had, I mean, I know he had a lot of tattoos. But yeah, I know he's it's a, weird. just a terrible human being.
2: Yeah, from what I've heard, he yeah, he's but, stuck in his ways, but the dude's got pipes. Yeah, is he? as bad as Ronnie Ronnie erratic uh, yeah it? Really?
1: probably worse yeah
2: dang I haven't looked up too dude, much it, on him Johnny
1: Craig gets kicked out of every band he's in because he struggles with drugs but or I thought it was like something to do with like underage
2: that mm-hmm. no. Right. no did he not find Christ and like straighten no. up <laughs> I don't think so uh, no dude he because I thought that's what the whole idea behind a, a sleeves were no, he, he, slaves had a, was.
0: he had a big scandal Uh he was selling people MacBooks like he, a MacBook but he sold it to like 15 people and never, you know what I'm saying?
2: Some people call that scandal. Some call that brilliant. <laughs> I yeah.
0: think it's brilliant. <laughs> but he didn't go to jail for it, so. <laughs>
1: and he's always been doing some kind of drugs, which I think is why he's such a great musician, because he's always on drugs. Yeah. Um, but, like, I've literally seen acoustic videos of him, and I think it was him and Tillian singing a Dance Cabinet song. The dude didn't even know the lyrics. He was so high, dude, or so whatever. That. He don't even know his own lyrics. These these are songs he wrote when he was in the band, or I guess maybe someone else wrote them and they just said, "Here, sing this," since you yeah. you have an angelic voice. Just <laughs> here, here's a paper. Just read these lyrics and sing. The it. dude
0: can sing. I saw him at work tour, War, and it's better than on the album. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous how good that guy is. Dude, you is.
1: could give him a freaking jingle for a freaking Applebee's and sing it, and it would probably be the best jingle you've I ever heard.
0: My baby, man, baby. <laughs> <man>.
1: <laughs> He'd put his R and B soulful freak. When I first heard him, I was like, "This dude's gotta gotta be black." I'm sorry, he had such soul in his <laughs> voice, man. Sure does. He sounds like a soulful blue singer, and then I see he's white, and I'm like,
0: with a mullet.
1: Oh, yeah. I honestly thought John Mess was the singer when I first like saw their video because I was like, Oh, this dude with the long black hair, he's gotta be the singer. Like the skinny dude, you know, he just looked like yeah. he would sing, kinda like a, a wuss kinda. And then the dude with the red hair and the <laughs> mullet, I was like, Oh, this is definitely the screamer. He looks rugged. Nope. He's the one <laughs> belt, all the way around. Belting
0: out this like you said, angelic, yeah. like it's
1: crazy, man. <sighs> but yeah, Dance Gavin Dance is great. Yeah. And Johnny Craig, anything he touches is fantastic. Do you
0: remember Nick from uh Gates of Assyria?
1: Yes, Nick Martinez. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. I talked to him the other day. He works at Larry's. And I didn't recognize him cuz I didn't I didn't really hang out with him a whole lot. or did know him that well. And uh he was like, "Yeah, man, I was talking about they have a deception of a Ghost CD in there." And uh and I was like, "Yeah, man, I used to know these guys and stuff." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I used to play shows with them." I'm like, who did you play with?" And he's like, "Gates of Syria." I'm like, "Hold up." And then we started talking. I was like, dude, this is so crazy.
1: He looks a lot different. He cut his hair. He slimmed yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. He looked. He was in some kind of like just rock band, like a rockabilly yeah, kind of we band we were or talking. Something.
0: He's actually starting another project. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's like almost like lo-fi, like a melodic hardcore-ish stuff. It's weird, lo-fi? man. Lo-fi? Yeah, dude. Lo-fi it, is like
1: hip-hop beats. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> lo-fi means low fidelity, so it's recorded differently. I know
1: that, but a lo-fi genre is basically like Anthony's
0: I know what I heard bro <laughs> Chris look <laughs> it up right now nah, I just threw lo-fi in there because that's kind of what it sounded like but I mean it was pretty cool he showed me he's like, yeah I wrote this riff the other day I thought about, he,
1: was it like like brokenish kind of like uh effects and stuff is that what you're talking about
0: it just had some overdrive honestly I don't even know but he was cool and we talked for a long time and I'd like to have him on the podcast sometime.
1: Well, why don't you just marry him? That's weird. I know. Uh, but um, yeah, man, that's a cool story, man. their here was pretty cool. They were, man. I mean, their their music I, I don't think was bad. It didn't appeal to me as much. I just liked them because they're were, they're were obviously pretty cool and yeah, like they were like a big thing. But. Um, they're always nice, but their their music was good to people that like that kind of
0: like metal. They were talented, like
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it just wasn't really my flavor. But I, I liked it regardless. I respect them.
0: There was a lot of bands that around then that we didn't like necessarily like their music, but yeah, we liked them.
1: But mm-hmm. then there was some cool bands that actually had pretty cool music too. 20 like, eyes. like obelisk, dude. They were cool and their music was like generic metal, which is so it kind of sucked. But we also kind of liked it because it was yeah, heavy as balls. It's real yeah. heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it was just I don't know. I just love that. Intro. What is their vocalist name? Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Dude, he has a coffee company in. Yeah. It's and like huge or now. Like that? Yeah. It is huge. I see ads for it on Instagram. Really? Constantly. It's called Sell Away Coffee. Yeah. 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 Dude, it is
0: huge. Doesn't he live? He's in like Jersey, ain't
1: he? Or New York, something yeah. like that, somewhere up north. But. Their big thing is, like, nitro cold brews, like, in a can and stuff. Like, they have, like, a limited edition that comes out for, like, Valentine's Day and stuff I saw. Like, it's crazy how somebody can make, like, because it uses, like, traditional, like, tattoo art, like, yeah, the birds and, like, the hearts and stuff. Like, he uses stuff like that to be marketed, and that's kind of cool how I remember he always had, like, those tattoos and stuff. And he was, like, big into, like, that Johnny Cupcake, or what was it? Yeah, was like, yeah. a tattoo artist or something? And uh it's cool how he's able to turn that. That kind of art into like a business branding, yeah. Uh, and there's probably bands that he probably gives that shit to for free, and they're like sponsored or whatever. So that's kind of cool, I guess.
0: I, I remember when he started that, but I didn't know he actually started it. I thought he just worked there.
1: Oh, he was always business minded, dude. He yeah. was the one that was booking tours for uh, narratives, the hardcore band that he was in, and the uh, and obelisk. He did booking for a lot of those bands because he was friends with a lot of those dudes. He put on a lot of shows like. He was always a very business-minded person.
0: How old was it? Was he? He was older than us.
1: Well, I want mean, to say he's about close to our age, okay. honestly.
0: I don't know. That's cool though. Good for him though. That's that's freaking awesome. Oh yeah. So Keaton, who do you know that's done something cool today? <laughs>
2: <laughs> My neighbors won three World Series. So. That is true. Yeah. Really? Who's your neighbor? Madison Bum. Oh uh, yeah, I, I should have known that, oh, that <laughs> one was too easy. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, who? Madison, Bumgarner. I yeah. yep. don't think I've ever heard of the the cat.
0: Yeah, yeah he's some no name.
1: Does he live over in Bumtown?
0: Nope. Bum Nation. <laughs> he doesn't live in Bumtown. <laughs> <He> used to. <laughs>
1: well, that's, yeah, pretty he cool. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. He
0: massive compound. Their power bill has to be thousand dollars a month.
1: Who cares? They can pay it. Well, yeah, I'm it's just kind of a crap ton, dude.
0: Because they have they have like a big horse arena down there. What do you think about their water uh, bill. You think it's crazy too? Probably yeah. not. Eh, it's probably more expensive than mine. But their power bill—they got that big horse arena down there with all those stadium lots and stuff. You drive you drive to Keaton's house down his driveway, and at ten o'clock at night, it's blinding light coming off the right side of your car. Blinded by the light. Blinded
1: by the light. All
0: right, never seen it again.
1: <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, man. What some other bands that you guys are listening to right now that do some I pretty good
2: stuff right now? I'm listening to the new All Time Low. Never liked them ever. This new album. I like dad. their
1: like first album, Dear Maria, Count Me yeah. In, all that stuff. I'm
2: kind of actually digging with this new album. I'll check what it out. I'm dude. The Dear <laughs> Dear Maria. I can't remember what song it is, but like the lyrics, like back pocket best friends or something. You know what I'm talking about? Is it an old All Time Low song? It's an old, old All Time Low. The coffee shop it, soundtrack. And he's singing it really, really quick, and it's actually I was looking up this article of like some of the most misinterpreted uh, lyrics. What's my age again? by blink was on there, and um, the All Time Low, and it's he's saying like back pocket best friends or something like that, but it sounds like butt friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. And then oh, when, wow. And then when you listen to it, you're like, dude, that's true. And then like Hinder on there, like he says, my girl's in the next room, but it sounds like he says, my cousin's in the next room. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's, my cousin's <laughs> in the next room. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then What's My Age Again was, um, I I work alone. And everybody thinks it's I walk alone. Yeah. That was the missing. Oh, missing I could
1: interpret. see that pretty easily. Yeah. Um, Did you listen to me and Chris's podcast where I was talking about the story so far, that new album? It was a concept uh, yeah. album. And? Have you listened to them ever? uh huh.
2: What? A little bit here and there,
1: but you should check out the new album because I was telling Chris it's a concept album. It's about the lead singer, um, being addicted to, um, technically like liquid, pills liquid like codeine. lean, yeah, yeah, codeine.
2: I'm adding to
0: my
1: And now. it got really bad. It's called proper dose. Proper dose, yeah. Well,
0: proper all their dose. listen to all their albums, but proper yeah. doses. It's new the
1: one. newest one, and it's honestly really good because there's some soft songs, there's some heavier. It's definitely pop punk at its roots, but it's also a more mature pop punk, different than like all time low. Um, definitely check that out. And State Champs, here. listen to them? Yep.
2: They're, Tom actually helped produce their latest album. He did. And yeah, Mark really was
1: actually on yeah. their newest album. I said Tom. I meant Mark. It, it was Mark, as I was going to say. Because Mark is on Mark, the album. I know Mark. Is there, on a lot of producers? Okay,
2: Proper Dose. That's what she said. Okay. Yeah, Proper Dose. Um, All their albums are good. There. The one that's... I had the um, one that has like the paper, what do you call it? What Paper you don't, shading? Mm,
1: I don't know. That might be the self-titled. The What You Don't See. Yeah, that's the yeah. self-titled. I had what that You Don't you See, there. the album before that one's probably my favorite. Oh, I
2: actually had that album, too. Never mind, it just wasn't downloaded. They're all good. So yeah, I've listened to them here and there, but obviously I haven't dove into it as much as I should. You like
0: concept albums, and to what me and him were talking about on that podcast, that that new one, it's a concept album. It's just kind of telling the story of him realizing he had a problem and then getting over it. it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and it basically talks about how if he keeps doing it, he's going to end up dead. Dead. Okay, explain these lyrics
0: to me then. Uh, It's in Upside Down. Was he talking about a girl when he said, it's hard to remember I was in love with you once? What do you think he's talking about, the drugs? Or do you think he's talking That's about drugs. a girl?
1: Drugs. Could be. Yeah. I mean, the whole album, it's called Proper Dose. I would assume that it's because of that. So he's upside down thinking that this is the way that he, that things should be. But in reality, it's not. Yeah. The His life would be way better off without the the COVID i or whatever. To listen to this, man.
0: It's it sounds, honestly the whole album. I love the concept album. Well we've dude. been about the story so far since our first album and when this one they started dropping singles off of it. I yep. remember texting Anthony and being like, Yo, have you checked that out? And he's like, Yeah. Like, I'm like, like it's not it's <laughs> not gonna It, it be had like good. a
1: couple bangers, but then it's like, dude.
0: But the more we've listened to it, it's it's not my favorite album by them because their second album is, my, yep. is by by far my favorite, but it's it's in its in its own in itself, it's definitely one of my favorite yeah. albums.
2: Well, th- I'm going to just uh, the tangent about pop punk here. I love, because everybody knows me. I grew up on pop punk, like, for sure. Even, like, Simple Plan, I listen to them, because, you know, whatever. I still love Simple Plan. Yeah, so, I love all pop punk, too. The idea, and one of the reasons now to this day, like, pop punk to me, and then because he actually took off, if you really think about it, what, mid-90s, technically, with, like, maybe Green Day, and then Blink really kind of mm-hmm. got on board and kept pushing it forward, et cetera, et cetera. It reminds me of that '90s music era, where if you go back and listen to like '90s music, like a uh, Bare Naked Ladies an example, mm-hmm. all their songs sound so upbeat and happy. Even like Absolute Story of a Girl, Nine Days, dude, those songs are depressing. Oh yeah, but at the same time, well, the Semi Charm Life like, is ironic. about Crystal yeah, Myth. Like, yeah, it's about myth. Yeah. <laughs> But, but you're the like, way the that you're like, music's yeah presented to you, you're like, oh dude, man, do. this is awesome, you do, do, know? Do, 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 So let's like, do meth, yeah, that's <laughs> like my pop punk for me. And then like this album, like you're kind of alluding to, is probably it sounds like an extremely what, heavy subject matter. What's funny yeah, about what, what you're beat. saying? It's yeah.
0: upbeat. It's like got these like these deep, yeah. dirty lyrics. But then you listen to like hardcore music, which is, like have heart. That band is 100% about positivity, (laughs) but if you listen to their music, you think they hate the world. Stick to your your guns, same way, man. same way, yeah. All about positivity.
1: Stick to your guns, by the way. Dude, they're they're good. Their first couple albums were insane.
0: You need to listen to their podcast. It's called Against Them All. It's really good. Stick to your guns? Yeah, the band does one. It's really
2: good. But what is up with, and you guys know this more than I do, and I know it's not across the board, but within that scene, because, I mean, I love, like, metalcore I mean, i'm pretty late to it like i've even told chris before like i came in i don't know maybe 2013 2014 i actually was listening to a song by Data remember which is easily top five for me now um and it was a uh, end of me and it was because was a finger pick melody that started off I was like, that's actually kind of cool had like a just a haunting kind of small lead in it um i'm assuming Kevin is playing because i've you know seen him the live videos of it and then like the message is just of a song heavy subject matter really good subject matter um i was like dude there's no screaming in this like i thought this band was like super heavy and, like i couldn't and understand a word song. they said <laughs> so it was funny because i started looking into them and the next song was i'm right back at it again yeah. I, mean, I think the reason why that one popped up because this is about 2014 so it was a year after common courtesy came out so that was
0: such a good album. dude i love yeah.
2: that album by the way so then <laughs> listen to my name is i made of wax larry yeah. uh what are you made of and it hit. I was like, man, I kind of like this. Yeah, with Micronica. He it, made that song a little heavier than so it should have been, man, too. I'm he like,
0: really did. Like, this and he is, came in towards the end. This
2: is pretty sick. And then that's the song that I noticed Neil wearing the 182 shirt. I'm like, dude... If it has oh, Blink, Blink fans, it, yeah. wait a minute. They're diehard Blink fans. Yeah. Well, well him and to, uh, Kevin is. I don't know if Jeremy is too much. He probably is. Shout out to Kevin
1: though, man. Kevin was in for their live. For, yep. for their live, was just one of those bands that like yeah, I listened pop to. Punk, not <laughs> a lot of people listened to him. No, no, they weren't well, really They, pop punk. they mean, were. They were really like a
0: soft metalcore. I guess you can kind of yeah. say yeah.
1: like because they had uh, Kevin's vocals are actually not bad. Their screaming vocals are great though. Do Did he play guitar for their live? Yeah. Who Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, he he's and he sang. And, and They sang they're, a lot. I their mean, drummer, Derek, is a rapper now named Mod Sun. I don't know if you guys knew that. I've heard
0: of that. I didn't know that was who that was, yeah, though.
1: Derek from For Live. No
2: Son. way. Dude, with him getting on that a day, I remember I watched the interview with him. He had to learn every song overnight. And then he went, flew out, played the songs to, I guess, interview for the band. And they didn't let him leave. Like, oh, hey, you got the gig. That's awesome, dude. And then it's really weird because, like.
0: Well, they probably knew him, too. So there was I'm already sure they, a friendship yeah, kind of built there kind of, because the yeah. day Forlorn Law was very well established when a day I remember was coming up.
1: Yeah, but Forlorn Law was also one of those like bands that were just kind of like stuck in a spot. Yeah, they yeah. were they existed. They had a high floor but them. a low ceiling. Exactly. Yeah,
0: because That's a good way of putting that. That's a really good, yeah.
1: They just had a, I don't want to say generic sound because I like their albums, dude. I like a lot of their stuff, man. But a lot of people didn't. I guess it was just kind of like a knack that you had and, to have for it,
2: but. Tom Denny. It is kind of niche. Don't get me wrong. Tom Denny's awesome. I understand it's Denny, right? The last name. Yeah, yeah. So I get it. Like like you said, you listened to. I'm assuming both of you did remember before I got on board.
1: See, i I the all of data member I know is is pre Kevin Scaff.
2: Yeah, so like, that's what I'm saying because I was listening before that a lot I and data member then Kevin Scaff personally is what added the dynamics to that band. Well, you realize
0: that that still writes part of their music out.
2: Right, but if you actually look at like Kevin. Is a better musician than oh yeah, Tom the majority is of them. Like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah, Kevin he, knows he can play. Yeah, yeah. he can sing. Like he has a. And then don't get me wrong, Jeremy the same way because Jeremy writes a bunch of the music as well. Mm-hmm. But then I think you know the kids as and I'm just kind of we're all spitballing here. Um, I was just like looking at some generic stuff with it, and I think at the when he first came on because the What Separates Me From You album, I don't think he really wrote too much on that album because I think Tom was still doing it. Yeah. And I think common courtesy, because if you listen to, um, the Downfall of Us All, and What well, Separates Me from You, they're very similar albums. It said What well, Separates from You, the production value is a little higher. Um,
0: What's funny is they've done every album with the same producer too, Andrew Wade.
2: Well, twenty thirteen was it not? That's always been Andrew Wade. Was it Wade. With him as well? Okay. But What's uh, funny
0: is like while well, you're saying production value is better, it's the um, same guy. You, normally, when that happens, they switch. They producers. did not
2: bring Andrew Wade in on Paranoia.
0: Did they not? Nope. Like I said, I haven't listened to them in like he two was albums. Still
2: dude. on board for some extent, I'm I'm sure. But they did a whole weird little thing because after the paranoia because this new album, I think they brought him back on board. Yeah. I think. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but um well if we actually get it, it's supposed to come out in November of last year. Yeah.
0: I but, saw something today, somebody and uh, Kevin was on Twitter and he was like, Something about this lockdown, what do you guys like to see? And somebody goes, How about you show us that album? <laughs> He's like, Soon
2: but with that being said, the the Common Courtesy album, if you actually listen to it musically and dynamically, it is not and day from their prior stuff, and that's probably what led to them breaking up with Victory as well, because they were probably trying to push, I guess, into a more different kind of creative spectrum. And, and of Victory's
0: course, terrible.
2: Yeah, that's they screwed true over too. so many artists, man. But yeah, if you look, like I, Common Courtesy is my favorite album by them, because it literally is punk pop. Well, like, like I said straight like violence enough is enough pretty much straight well, like though. I said like, that
0: City of Ocala the opener of that album is my favorite yeah. opener song to any album I've ever yeah.
1: heard really? Downfall of Us All? dude,
0: dude I, I, City of Ocala Downfall
1: of Us closest, All is, is every time they opened with that at Warped Tour dude and I got yeah. so bugged. well that, that,
0: that's a really good opener but have you listened to City of Ocala?
1: Homesick was the last album I listened well, to
0: this out, it sets the tone It's dude, a, the it's, a, it's the most pop punk like lyrically <laughs> lyrically it's the most pop punk song you ever hear in your life because it's about their hometown yeah. where they can go to. It's like, it's like we're a place where we can call home or no one knows our name or no one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it fits, it sets the tone for the whole album and it's real upbeat. Uh, it's, dude, it's honestly, it's great. So, I, f- I
1: feel that way about well, Plot to Bomb the Panhandle, though. That's like one of the most
2: yeah, popular You haven't listened to, have listen to like, What Separates Me From You or.
1: I've heard that song, I'm pretty sure. But oh, that's the I, album. I listened, oh, okay. So you
2: haven't looked like You'd Be Tails, i will Be Sonic? Mm-mm. Take some breath. See,
1: breaks. that album Dude. took... He
0: probably wouldn't like that album.
1: I've heard stuff off of Common Courtesy, but I haven't listened to that album.
0: That album you're talking sometimes about... Sometimes You're the Hammer, Sometimes You're the It's a good album. I love it. But he... That takes a turn a little bit, and I don't think he'd like that.
2: Well, I mean, truthfully, I think it's just an extension of The Downfall of the Saw or whatever that album yeah. is. Because... It's kind of the same measure. Second sucks is on the album. That's probably the actual turn.
1: Second sucks is good. I know, they, I know that
2: song. They drop it low. They hit it hard. Mm. And that's and then like you said, you be Tells, I'll be Sonic. Extremely hard song. Like that I, song yeah. is in your face. But then they do have like the upbeat, like positive sounding, almost back in the day. You know, punk pop, pump, pop punk, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then Comic Curse, like you said, left field. But paranoia, have is it paranoia? The latest one, yeah. Dude, they got some heavy stuff on that album, dude.
0: Not to change the subject, Anthony, but me and... Uh, I told you about that new Silverstein album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know who wrote part of the first song? Who? Intervals.
2: No, yep. uh, really? Yeah. No wonder. Yep. Intervals is on it. Um,
0: Aaron Gillespie, Caleb Aaron Gillespie, Shomo. Yep,
2: Caleb Shomo. Some saxophone Simple guy. Simple Plan <laughs> is on the
0: last...
1: Speaking of Caleb Shomo, so you know he was in... Um, Attack Attack. Attack. Yeah. Um do you guys know that the singer from Attack Attack made a new a band?
0: I thought he was.
1: Oh, no, the singer. The singer. It, the band is called Bill Murray. I've heard of that. <laughs> but it's spelled B-I-L-M-U-R-I. I
0: listened to a podcast with Caleb Shaw. It's a podcast called The Downbeat Podcast, and he too. was on it, and he doesn't tour. He just writes music and puts it out. It's just him.
1: Well, he has a band, though, too. so they, No, they do tour.
0: Do they do? Because on
1: um, it's one of Seth and Chelsea's favorite bands. Figure like that's right up Seth's Alley, the way it's how weird it is, and how, like the music style. But, um, yeah, they're supposed to come around recently, but they didn't get to go because of the corona. But I did, I did hear about that, it's yeah. actually pretty good stuff, man. I would check out the song, uh, Thick Thickly, it's one of the f- best ones that I've found so far. So they just
0: kind of play on words on Stick Thickly.
1: The new album's <laughs> called Rich Tips, and it has uh, Tillian on it from Netscape and Dance, it has a couple other features, and um, it's honestly pretty good. It's kind of like Attack Attack, a little bit.
0: Like, like, electronica, like, but like what Attack Attack, like the early like Attack Attack. Also yeah, left?
1: not yeah, not the Caleb Shuma. Okay, Caleb Shuma. When when AC One Thirty, that I'm, album was heavy as balls. It was.
0: I listened to that here recently, just it because, and that album was real heavy. Sexual dude. Man Chocolate, yeah, all that. yeah, dude,
1: that that album was Da-na-na-na-na. crazy. Da-na-na-na. AC One Thirty, I always remember that because he's like, you're
0: better off yeah. dead. Da-na-na-na.
2: Did you ever listen to Attack Attack? A little bit. Actually, after discovering Beartooth, I was like, I'm going to listen to Bear Beartooth bit, is right.
1: actually good, too. They're just a more mature, like, Caleb yeah, like Sherman, I
2: feel like. I just don't understand why he doesn't just open up a little bit and give the reins to some of the other band members, because right now, he strictly writes everything. Yeah. And he, I think he does majority of all the mixing and producing himself, too. So I'm like, I, don't get me wrong, I like the Beartooth stuff, but I'm like, maybe sometimes a different kind of different flavor of voice, yeah. you know, it could open up some... Speaking of space. Issues, you guys listen to Issues? Yes, I don't like that's the new the one stuff. Right? Yeah, I just love their bassist. The dude can
1: they got, they got right. rid of um. Wait, hold on, hold Michael on, on. Bond, the screamer, what, though.
0: What was
2: that band? Yes, it is.
0: Secrets, that's the one you said was real. Heavy yeah, out. Secrets is good.
1: Yeah. Um, issues, though, their Headspace album was phenomenal, dude. I like it was that one. the right that's amount the one, of group. Is groovy.
2: that the one that had comma on it? So yes. yes, yes. Dude, it was, was one groovy one has, but uh, metal and oh, John yeah. Langston. Oh yeah. That?
1: Yes, it has John Langston, a freaking country a singer on that album. Metal mashup. It huh? actually works. It's so really cool song.
0: But they grew up together. They're all from Atlanta. From Atlanta. Yep. And John Langston's like an up and coming country singer. He's pretty good. Um, but yeah, he was on that album. That's it's awesome. Freaking cool.
1: The drummer is friends with John Langston. I think they went to high school together, and I think he drums
0: for John Langston oh,
1: album stuff. But, dude, their drummer, that dude is insanely good. Like, he is honestly, like, a renowned drummer. Not drummer. Just, yeah, not like, just
0: being in a band, he's a like, drummer. he is Like, kind of like, Ma- like a Matthew Griner.
1: Like, yes. Like, dude, their drummer, he's, just, that, he's clean, bro. He's um, just so clean.
0: I've never been a huge August Burns Red fan. I've liked some of their stuff, but, eh. Are they Australian? No, they're from Pennsylvania.
2: Who's Australian? Amity Affliction Bar- okay. Parkway okay. Drive. Parkway Drive. And Amity Affliction. Okay.
0: But, uh, this new, um... August Burn Dread album that came out Friday, dude, it is so good. I have to check have it out. It. it
2: is so See, good. Man, the last album, and I remember being big into them because the prior album, if I'm not mistaken, it was literally like Talk Scream. Like, yeah. I'm well, have I can a beer. I can, <laughs> you know, I can listen to their, just stuff, their drummer yeah, play
0: and be perfectly fine. Yeah, Matt <laughs> okay, okay. is okay. one of the best drummers on the planet, but this new album. Uh, that song Defender dude. They have is
2: God Is so it good, Luke it? Holland By the way From this Fire That dude is phenomenal Dude Drummer. Yeah he kills He up. is ridiculous
1: I he
0: was from The Word of Love. He was, was But they're not yeah, a band yeah. anymore yeah. No,
2: they're still h- Who's they in, h- in The Word of Life Who's the um, Memphis Mayfire. He is in Memphis Mayfire? Yeah. Okay. Really? And by the way, Memphis Mayfire, well, their new album I didn't like they, That's
0: a band that took a change. Dude, they were a Their music Southern? changed a
2: lot.
1: Dude, really? they, their Southern was good. Their
2: Southern was, was That's was when I listened good. to them. Was yeah. good. And, and then good. they dropped that Abandon album or they whatever. Just went heavy. It was just heavy. Dude, I love yeah. that album, by the way.
1: It's
0: they have a cool big. logo. I like their art. Yeah. Like...
2: yeah, dude, their uh, Southern stuff was awesome. It was so and good, wasn't it? Yeah. I know this is kind of weird, messed up sounding, but I, to me, if Linkin Park ever went on tour again and had to replace Chester, he's the number one guy, or whatever the lead singer's name is. Linkin little, Park is his needs his to name. Is like Maddie something? Maddie Mullins. Maddie Mullins. Matty, he, he was on... Uh, he is my... Oh, um, God. Who, oh, number one. What album was he?
0: He was on... Clu- I think he was on Knockloose. Clu- because
2: yeah, he hits those cleans, dude. And he gets his hits and screams. Like, you no, know,
0: Keith Buckley from Every Ridiculous. Time I Die was on the new Clu- yeah, album. that's new that's album. They're the about to drop another me. album. And... To me, I never
2: was every time I die the four year strong guy, or
0: no, that's from between barrier. the Buried and me or no, whatever. No, barrier that was barrier dead,
2: barrier dead. Yeah. Barrier dead. Okay,
0: now, every time I die, their guitar player is a professional wrestler. <laughs> but he's a part of a group called the Butcher and the Blade. That's pretty sweet. Uh, but no, every time I die is this band that they span so many different. Well, they go from like heavy like metal to just rock. I think you would love every time I die. Bro, how do I have to look them up. They have put out so many good albums. Never been into them, man. I've never been like super huge into them, but like I've listened to them a lot here lately, and it's—I can say they're uh, consistently—they've been one of the better bands in the last <laughs> fifteen years. Like, they're just
2: this is good. Um, I'm just gonna throw this out here that This kind of cracks me up. They're right up there. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of because like I play you know and I try to find the bands I really like, and I'm going back in my catalog. So I've been doing a lot of "We Are Not Alone" from Breaking Benjamin, and. It's you know they're not like heavy like metalcore but you know sometimes people are like man you don't like that generic rock dude that album and the way he plays and the way he writes on that album is so much more complex than the majority of metalcore I listen dude, to like guitar wise I, I talk
0: mad crap about Breaking Benjamin he played me a song the other day and he was playing along with it dude
1: it was, no they're a good band really it good nasty it's not, it's not my style but like they're they're good musicians and with like him
2: I singing lead while Buckley, playing some of these listen? riffs is phenomenal. You ever listen
0: to the damn The Damned Things? No. The Damned Things, um I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, interrupt you. It's the drummer. The, it's Keith Buckley. It's a super group. It's Keith Buckley, um, Andy Hurley from Fallout Boy, Josh Newton, oh, yeah, Scott yeah, Ian, uh, and a couple other guys that like, you know, it's a big super group. I forgot that's the eh. band the hmm. uh the guy from Fallout Boy joined, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Why'd I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude also, Fallout Boy?
0: I love, okay. For
2: the longest time, I was not a big fallable guy. From
1: Under the Quirk Tree, probably one of the best pop punk albums ever. I personally the thought they that? were
2: riding on all the ways from Bling Green Day and some. And they were just kind of like the next thing after. Because if you really think about like 03, 05, Green Day went to American Idiot, which really they wasn't a much lot. pop punk. Some 41 lost to Brown Sound, and they were kind of in just some limbo. Because if you listen to Chuck, by the way, phenomenal album is not pop punk at all. It's actually thrash metal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that album. Well, that's when that right after that's when that guitar player left. Yep. Brownson, right? yep. Yeah. David. See, Tom. that's
2: when that's when
1: Sum 41 lost me and uh dude, Green album. Day lost me after oh, American God, Idiot.
0: People, by the way, have you heard Green Day's new album? No, crap. The worst album I've ever heard I've in my heard entire life. I've heard some pretty bad. Stuff about it's it. dude.
2: Have you listened to Sum 41's new album? No. no. their no. last two. Now like I said, they're not punk at all anymore. They've went straight yeah,
1: dab, I, I, dab feel like, I feel like I can't listen to anything that was popping in the early 2000s because it's just not going to be the same. Like, Fall Out Boy's new stuff is trash compared so to yeah. what they Here's
2: where. the weird thing about it is, and this is why, like, everybody, for, um, everyone lumps this together.
0: What's that band with, um, Brendan Murphy? Not Brendan Murphy, that's counterparts. Brendan, uh, Uri? Uri. Uri. Oh, Panic, Panic of the
1: Disco? Disco? Their new stuff's pretty good. Uh, it's just him. It's just him. It's been him yeah. for, like, five but, years. Yeah. But it's yeah, I like Panic of the Disco.
2: The Blink 22 thing. So, to me, the Dogs Eating Dogs EP was phenomenal. I love Dogs Eating Dogs. They experimented enough. Still had a lot of Tom in it. And it wasn't even them really at their, I guess, creative prowess at that point because they were actually all separated at the time. Tom in San Diego, I think Travis in L.A., and I think Mark might have even been in London at the time, and they were piecing it together. He where? London. Is that when he was doing yeah, he Plus 44 England. stuff? No. Plus 44 was uh, 04, like 05, 06. Oh, okay. That was after so, like, to me, Blink is the only one of them who's truly stand the test of time. And believe it or not, I give crap about Matt, but I think he helped it because, in a way, he kind of spots it up to some extent. Dude, Matt
1: is so good in his own way. Like, dude, I, I don't I think, think he necessarily is great for Blink-182, but well, see, Dude, Matt's I don't
0: awesome. think it's Blink-182 anymore. I think, I think it's a awesome. new band. It's Aqualine Trio well, and Blink-182 had a baby. It's a new band, but Matt... Like you said, he brings such a good dynamic. But have you listened to, to
2: Angel and Airwaves? They're new.
1: No, I will never listen to them ever again. I'll Dude. go back and listen to their that one album, but that's it.
2: Which one? We Don't the, Need to Listener. Their first the good album, one. Yeah, <laughs> The one that had, know, uh, what was that song? I, I don't. Um, the Adventure. Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Dude. Well,
0: they had a couple good songs on the album after that, but it was just a couple good songs. I didn't like the whole album. I don't think
2: you guys have listened to, like, Saturday Night Love. Dude, Tom. What I had that song
0: think... Kiss and Tail. That song was garbage.
2: Kiss and. I don't know, dude. Because Ian Rubin, the guy who's Elon Rubin, dude, that dude wrote on Nine Inch Nails.
0: Okay. I don't know. I'm talking about though. musically what <laughs> they
2: have going on in there. I guarantee you it's probably more complex than you can. And regardless of that, dude, Tom is. I, I love Tom, first of all. He's a genius. And they but got a new album coming out.
0: We were talking about Fallout Boy. The Under the Cork Tree is the album that everybody knows.
2: That's their best one.
0: No. One, this, the one before it was take good. Take this to your grave. To me, is one of the most, the one of the most well written albums I've ever heard it was, in my it was life. Good I for know. what it
1: was. It, and they were very ahead of their time. Yeah, their material, their their subject instruments, matter, their subject I mean, matter, their yeah, they they were in that time where like people wanted to have those very creative song names and stuff. It's just because
2: the penis pitcher. Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, remember the court tree? Is the they whole knew album how to was, do
2: selfies before selfies were yeah, a thing. They really <laughs> did. <laughs>
0: The From Under the Quirk Tree album is great, don't get me wrong, but they were that was when they were very radio radio rock, but yeah, their but album before that was a little bit heavier. It was, and like I, Saturday I, and all that. Yeah. yeah, I love that album. But dude.
1: every song on From Under the Quirk Tree, I don't think you can skip, because they're all bangers. They're all really good. Yeah. Another band from the, that era, um, and you, you ever Sayosin, listen to Sayosin?
0: dude. I love Seosan. I, I honestly
1: think music peaked whenever the uh, "bury your head" came out. That's like one of the like best, the best yeah. like <laughs> hardcore metalcore, just like that. You Anthony, that what, genre, Anthony man.
0: Green, though.
1: Dude, I like Cove's vocals a lot better, but Anthony Green
0: kind of did Green make Seosan big to the next yeah. level. But I do like and the original. And then Circus Survive of Love
1: took off vocals. bigger I'm than to Say though, that, yeah. like,
2: that was a pretty strong statement. Cause have you heard like Billy Strings? Well the, King, talking man. About I'm that. talking about for that genre the, <laughs> okay. Like I'm saying Let's music for sure. that genre Wait, peaked like, Well
0: transition, you were talking like earlier you asked like what music we've been listening to.
2: Yeah. Dude, Marcus
0: King. Strictly I, the last week I've listened to strictly Marcus King. Dude, that guy's and and Marcus
1: King is up bluegrass? No. no
0: it is a uh, He can
2: do some folk stuff, but folk. it's Rocky. Yeah.
0: Blues fusion. See, I like, I like rock some blues times.
1: because yeah. I love some John
2: Mayer blues, man. Well, he I'll, does like blues and stuff well, like that. The
0: one thing one there's a couple reasons I like Marcus King. His music's great. Um
2: He can put you to sleep and make you have the wet dream. That's how good he is. But he
0: uh he's from <laughs> Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's like a third generation musician. Um and he was he's twenty three, dude. at
2: twenty four now, right? Or is he still twenty three? I don't know. He's young regardless. But,
0: at like the age of like nineteen, he was like a guitar magazine labeled him like a guitar yep. phenom. Like he's crazy at guitar, but he's the ugliest person know. on the planet. Um, <laughs> but the dude can play, man, and his he's got a cool voice. I'll show him to you when we're done. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the Sweet Mariona is one of my favorite songs. By I'll him. check him out. He's pretty
1: solid. Um, I think you guys talked about this before on the podcast. I'm not very into folk Americana yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Amos Lee is one of the only Americana artists. I saw Amos artists. Lee at uh, Merle Fest last really year. He's really good, man. Oh, my God. He Dude, he's good. awesome. And I heard him through Zach Brown Band because yep, he was in he was that in, song. Yep. Yeah. But like, his solo stuff is awesome, yep. man.
0: He's really good. Uh, Megan really He's got a lot him. of soul in his voice. Yeah. That's what that, I like about him. That's what, um, what Marcus King is. Marcus King.
1: Because yeah. like, the folky, I mean, I'll probably offend people that actually like folk music, but the folkiest I ever get is Dallas Green. And that's about it. I hate That's like mainstream folky. Folk
2: and metalcore is very similar. Also, it's just Honestly, I don't
0: disagree with you yeah, when it comes the to way
2: they structure their songs, the way they play their songs, it's very it like a fiddle break man Very, <laughs> very similar. I mean I'm not I'm not, yeah. and honestly subject matter, a lot of it, a lot of folk stuff. Now folk music don't even, like what they write about is really weird. Yeah, it's off extent. the wall, dude. Yeah, because it'll be like about a train. <laughs>
1: yeah amos he's lee has that song called today, he man, has a song man. called night train and he's yeah, just, like talking yeah, about doing coffee
0: and cocaine it, but it's yeah, not not a, no like folk issues. music like they'll write a song about a train not about being on a train yeah a train <laughs> yeah it's
2: a train Choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really you um, more? That thing, coming down the track that's really yeah, weird thing's going it. fast. <laughs> <It is. laughs> now we're there. just getting like hick-ass bluegrass and yeah. uh like a lot of because uh what's his name Steel drivers ever heard that band
0: no, It's Chris Stapleton. It's Chris Stapleton. Time.
2: And he wrote, like Folk Chris thing. would tell you, thousands of songs for multiple country musicians who probably went gold or double platinum on these singles. Oh, I'm, I don't doubt it. Daryl um, Scott's another one. Travis Tritt, Great Day to Be Alive. Phenomenal mm-hmm. musician, but mm-hmm. no one knows of this dude, and he is responsible for hundreds
0: the best of claimed, stuff written. The best claim it's to fame insane. for the Steel Drivers He's is Adele covered one of their songs. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, God, what's the name of the song? It's Hello. If it, if it wasn't... If it wasn't for love, something like that. What
1: a cycle, because Dayseeker Day got big off covering an Adele song, pretty much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Dayseeker's new album is amazing. Dude, I love that album. Yeah, that's the
1: one that you. Uh, sleep sleep Talk. Yeah, Dude, that album freaking that album kills too. Like I love their stuff before, and a lot so, of people didn't. But okay, like, this
2: new, so changes, they, new I Day listened Seekers. to the old Dayseeker. And this is the one thing I actually do love about metalcore, even like Pop Punk, same way, is the evolution. Yeah. So if you listen to, even, I don't care what band it is, is one of them because they listen to their old stuff. There's never an off moment. Mm-hmm. It's just like driving it in your face the whole time. And then the second track on Dayseeker, he has a sick riff. But that's all it is. Yeah. And then he comes back in on the chorus. And he goes back to the riff. And the rest of the ensemble of the band is carrying that song. I'm like, dude, that is awesome.
0: I think my the thing... That- he speaks a lot about basicers on that new album that uh, song Starving to Feel Something or mm-hmm. Starving to Feel Empty or whatever mm-hmm. uh, it's him and this girl singing it's like a real yeah, like, R&B type beat yep that's mm-hmm. it and then mm-hmm. this sick the guitar yep. or, this one part of the song is like, and then it goes yeah, away. Yeah, yes. And it carries that song. That little, yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking
2: about. And yeah. the same thing and, but with It like, carries yeah, the
0: song so yeah. well, doesn't it? The
2: Silverstein you were talking about, their whole their new album is the same thing I kind of am alluding to. Because like their yeah. old stuff, like I said, and when we were listening to it, it's just literally guitar the whole time. It's bass, it's drums. And they're not really taking. I mean, I mean, again, they may be some dynamics of going clean here and there, whatever you're. And I'm talking about clean guitar, not clean vocals, because I know they've always yeah. done that. But their new album, um, that number two, number three track, what's it called? I give you an example. I
3: don't
2: where so. are you? If you can plug it in right here, I'll give you an example, dude. It just starts with bass and drums, and then the guitar comes in, and there's a weird little palm mute, and it's like atmospheric. It's not even like, hey, yeah. this is the guitar, and then it goes into where the guitar takes over, and then it leads the song, and then it goes away. I'm like, dude, this is sick. Like, then, I mean, there's room for everything because I want to chug songs too. But I'm just saying, yeah. like the evolution of these old bands that did exist in the mid 2000s to now, like seeing how they do their music now is just.
1: Well, see, and that's one of the reasons so why I name. was so caught on Dayseeker, and their songs have a lot of emotion in them. Like yeah. almost all their songs are very emotion filled, and like you're saying, it's it's in your face. Yeah. So you get it. Like their first couple albums, like they really you know with these like leads and this these more like heavier yeah. like low tune guitars, yeah. but then his vocals yeah. come yeah. in and they kind like, of like save you. That-
2: that dude, I think, is actually a top singer in the industry right now, too. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. And dude is fucking insane. I feel insane. like the new album and is he the can one that pushed too. that, though. Yeah, he can. It, like, But you, if you know his this. subject matter, too. Like, it, Every
1: yeah. album has something great that he's talking about on them. I know this they allude a lot to his pretty, his mother being like a piece of crap and stuff. But, and his well, father. this new album, is,
0: I heard it did track-by-track he did, and it's more about dude, like, the personal life. like
1: The choruses and stuff on the new album, though, dude, they're so like full yeah dude, don't like, to to whoever <laughs> they give me chills dude like freaking whoever um, produced that album yeah
0: what i mean don't get me wrong there's i'm not taking anything away from their songwriting and what their music is but like you're saying everything's so full the producer of yeah. that album
2: yeah
0: my that might be one of the my favorite albums i've ever heard to my ears like like the way it, dude,
1: one like, of my favorite parts is i think i think it's sleep talk that's, where the I'll second like part talk. of this chorus where it comes in with that Ooh yeah. that background and then it's the worst is yet
0: to come.
1: Like everything at that part, like that like, shit gives me chills, dude. There that song is, is so good. I don't
0: remember the name of the song. Um it's off
1: because they're, they're almost bringing in pop elements of pop music into that song. I'm pretty sure but they they're tying so many things together right there in that chorus. I, could, I think that's just a phenomenal song. They're, Crooked Soul is one of the songs that Soul had that. What is, is it? Crooked Soul? Dude, I, one that that, that's like one of my favorite riff, ones. You know? That's one of the first ones I heard. Because that that riff just pulls you in. Dude, and
2: even drunk. Uh, <laughs> you like, and what dude, what it, that whole album. That, man, that album, album What It to Means to
0: Be Defeated by them. Yeah. It came out in 2014. The song Hollow Shell. It slows down. It has this like keyboard beat. It's like... And, like, it's in the background. It's, like, yeah. and then it, like, drops. It's just little stuff like that, that, to me, that just adds so much to the song, you know?
1: Have you guys heard the second album, the reimagined version, the stripped down? Yeah. If you haven't, Keaton, you should check that out, because it's mainly just piano and guitar of those dude, songs. I love that. And it's single vocals, dude, and, like, it's... The emotion is two times more in those songs, and I feel like they're better... And the heavier versions of them. So, like, all this,
2: you know, Pop Goes Punk, or Pop Goes Punk, is that right? Or Punk Goes Pop, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And they all these covers and stuff? Yeah. I just wish they would do one that's, like, whatever, metalcore, punk, goes acoustic. And they would just do whole albums of renditions of these, man, like, I love when They've they... have done some stuff like ...strip that, stuff yeah. down, you know, but...
1: Well, yeah, that's, like, one of the best stripped-down metal things I've heard. Um, Besides that Dance Gavin dance, they do that yeah. story of my bros' acoustic, which was pretty good, but... um, one of those pop, ghost, punk, whatever state champs covered uh, Matchbox Twenty, and it was really yep. good. Real World It was really good because I love Matchbox Twenty. And I love State Champs. State Matchbox Champs. Are, is yeah.
0: Solid.
1: Like if I had to pick a, a pop punk band right now, though, that's
2: just solidifies pop punk. It's State Champs. Like they are just. They have
0: that more more of that real pop, they punk, are pop sound. punk to the core.
2: Well, I'm gonna give you one right here. And I don't know if you you know this either, and if you have it, you listen to this band because their guitarist, I can't name his name. I'm sorry, dude. He's phenomenal.
0: What were you thinking about that? And the pause band and take a pee break. Hold
2: on one second. I got it already. All right. Have okay, we paused? Not, not yet.
0: <laughs> All right. Well we haven't
2: st- paused yet. All right. Give yeah. me just back there for a second. I think I need another no, you can hit me up, we Anthony? We
0: are back. We had to. Give me a bud. I'll buy us an 18 or 12. We had to tinkle. <laughs> uh, So, what were we talking about? Don't ever say that again. I was going
2: <laughs> to say, he was talking about State Champs, and I was telling him about the Carousel Kings.
0: Oh, yeah. They're pretty soft. We skipped the subject. I'm saying we did when we were gone, while we were all peeing. Uh, <laughs> um,
2: um, he doesn't have to drive.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're in my house. Hey,
1: no thanks. I'm not driving.
0: Uh, but yeah, so me and Keaton uh, wrote that uh, little riff right there You, I showed you earlier, dude. We need to... Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs>
1: you know. Nah, I heard it. That was, um, that was good.
0: We need to kind of to come to your house and um, track oh, some, man. some D-runs, bud. It's
1: a little forward, man. You need to be six feet away from me.
0: Well, I can be six feet away from you at your house.
1: No, my room's a, a closet.
0: No, it's not. No, we get some drums later on that. I think we...
1: If you can export it as an MP3 sent to me, I can actually jam to it.
0: All
2: right.
1: Let's something down. Well,
0: we'll... I don't know how to
1: record on there yet, but we'll figure it out.
0: Do you got, like, a USB...
3: Drive?
1: Yeah. Somewhere. If you
0: can record to that with a USB drive, and uh you can send it that file back to me, and I can put it as an MP3 into Logic. That is true. So
1: Good point you're making there, Chief. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh drumming, I have been playing solidly for the past three days, and I probably haven't touched them in weeks. Heck yeah. So dude. that's another good thing about this quarantine is it's giving me so much time to do stuff like... Well, th- do I want, like, because I get, I mean, I get tired of PC gaming, because I've been doing it so much, so I'm like, <laughs> all right, what else can I do? I all right. outside. And, I'm going to yeah. take a
2: tangent real quick. What, what is your, like, PC gaming, what is your go-to? Because I've, I've grown up playing games.
1: Like, games as far as that?
2: Games in general. Like, what well, is your top, let's say, I, your I top like video five games. video games you've played?
1: Well, I'm new to gaming, man. I recently just got back into it. Um, but right now, I'm loving some Apex Legends.
2: And by the way, social distancing—that's what video games exist for.
1: Exactly, I mean, like it, video game, like yeah. gamers are in heaven right now because this is literally like what they've <laughs> like waited for. Yeah. Um, but Apex Legends is my big thing right now. Love it. Um, I, I love some Fortnite, man. I really can't say like bad stuff my about it. Like,
2: wants to play that today? I haven't. I just can't build, man. That's my problem. Is so I never really played it. I actually played PUBG. That See, my,
1: that's one I never played. Yeah, I, I was one of the Fortnite people that was playing that versus people that were playing PUBG.
2: PUBG thing, which I loved about it, was it was one of the few that it took like real-world physics. So yeah. like, they actually had great calculations for bullet drop, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like I was talking, playing some friends last night on Apex. There's a gun there called the G7 Scout Rifle. Mm-hmm. Dude, it has a bullet drop on 200 yards. What kind of universe has that kind of gravity and they can still jump 15 feet in the air? Yeah, exactly. It makes exactly. zero sense to me. But, Not then, a big again, fan of that gun. It's more of an arcade, I, I get it, you know. And not, I say arcade shooter, because there's actually a lot of skin and a lot of talent. There's actually more than something like PUBG, because you actually have to be able to play within your three. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's times where I've played with, like, Octane Wraith, and I don't know who else. Even, like, Bangalore, and it's just like, guys, we're not working together good at all. That's but what I love about Apex, is that you do a...
1: have to yeah. actually get the right support and the right three players to stack. Otherwise, you're not you're not usually going to win with, like, three, like, you know... Assault characters, yeah. Like you got to have some kind of support there.
0: Right. What are you even talking
1: about? We're some, talking about a game, dude. And this, dude, this is this. not even as nerdy as it
2: gets, bro. This may open up so many more avenues, and people are like, hey, we relate. Because yeah. believe it or not, pretty much every young NBA player right now, every young NFL player, I'm gonna say even well, I'm every not, young up and coming of
0: those band, things.
2: For the majority of them, because you're not playing games, you're not playing enough games. That's why <laughs> you're not. I'll give you an example. This is kind of a little nerdy talk. What do you think? What piece of media has made more money per year now than any other piece of media? Esports. Don't. Well, care. Not like say I'm talking about like your fake main, news main avenue. So you have <laughs> you have TV. We'll just say TV, music, or games. What do you think is the highest? Games, E-games Games by games, a long shot. The reason
0: that ninja guy makes like thirty million dollars a year long playing Fortnite,
2: right more than dude. that. And, dude, you talk, you know, people talk crap about games, dude, but games have matured. Like, you've got to the point now to where there's a game that came out two years ago called God of War. Mm-hmm. And he, there was an old PlayStation game. And the old PlayStation game, which I love, is Greek mythology.
0: We used to play that at your house. You're
2: pretty much killing Greek gods. And it's yeah. like, dude, this is so cool. And they're like, guys, we got to grow up. Kratos was a raging alcoholic and had three ways, way too much. <laughs> and that was pretty much God of War. And I don't, The alcoholic part, I can't remember, but we're sh- I'm sure it happened. So <laughs> then this new game comes out, dude, and it's literally about coming into in terms of how to accept when you have to actually grow up. And it's weird because... Listen, I don't need no life lessons difficult. from
0: a video game, buddy.
1: Oh, you do. You no, I'm you need just a a life
2: lessons. And it's not a life lesson. I'm talking about just how mature the writing's got. Same thing with a game called The Last of Us. Dude, Phenomenal video game. Phenomenal writing. I don't know. And then I've always been a big fan on it. And then uh Zelda, which I'm wearing right here. Love yeah. it. I love it. Chris, you should
1: appreciate Call of Duty's, dude. You're in the military.
2: I don't know. That's probably... Yeah, it's probably <laughs> reverse at that point. That
0: doesn't um <laughs> translate at but all. But
1: I will say, like, the... The writing and like the way they have those games set up, they're actually pretty cool because some of it is somewhat realistic.
0: As well, far no, as my thing is, I just I don't, I've never had the attention span to play video games. I've gotten. Better. I can play MLB the Show. Yeah, and destroy anybody. I have, anybody in see, I have Here's
1: two it. friends that are like
2: obsessed with games, and that's what they're playing right now. Here's my problem with games: that's actually about a game. Go play the game. I don't have. Call up some friends, play some 17 other man.
0: people to play baseball with. Dude,
2: just take three out there: center field pitcher and a hitter. You're good to go. I'm just saying, like, that's. Like, if I'm going to play a video game, dude, I want to be. Because, in all okay, honesty. Okay, Keaton, I'm about to counter your argument. In all honesty, anything. Oh, that you, you like roll, playing Call of Duty? Go you to go war. Go shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah, go shoot somebody. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, 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 that's what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> Stock the, up. Go shoot your neighbors, the, man. That's the game portion. <laughs> you know? But what I'm saying, like, anything that you do in life outside of your necessities. Is escapism? That's all it is. Yeah, screw we, Animal Crossing, go fish, dude. dude go I fish love, in real life. I love Animal Crossing. Don't know. Okay, sorry, dude, I've been playing that so much. And my wife loves it too. It's, it's a different kind of story. But all you're doing is choos- choosing your escapism. So watching The Office for the thirteenth time that's an escape, or sitting yep. there figuring out how to doing apply meth, feeding your husband and mean, tigers.
0: Fe- Carol Baskin <laughs> doing thing. meth
2: is an escape. Yeah, it's all a from <laughs> reality. And all you're doing is choosing. And then like people bash games all the time. I'm like, dude, what's the point?
0: No, I think video, like, I actually kind of like watching people play video outlet, games. Dude. All it like, is is escapism. I just suck at them, so I don't and play them. I sold you, my PlayStation.
2: Dude, there's nothing like getting pretty, dude, feeling good, and playing some Rocky League and missing every ball, but it's extremely hysterical because everybody's laughing at you. <laughs> it,
1: dude, it's like uh, it's like CS:GO. the other night. like CS:GO is, is they have a very, very big community for this game, and I have three friends that are amazing at it. I've played it eight times, maybe. And there is a competitive scene for it. And that's Man, all they ever want to play. So I'll go in there and I'm like, I don't want to play because Daniel's just gonna yell at me the whole time. And that's pretty much all it is. It's like, Creamy, what are you doing? Aim higher. He's coming to your left. He's coming to your right. He's mid. I'm like, what is mid? I don't know these maps, dude. I'm like, I don't know these terms. And then like I get killed or I'll get a killer. They're like, Good job, Creamy. I'm like, thanks, guys. Like, thanks for coaching me. Like, i don't wanna play this game ever again. Do you like in, in
2: Apex, do you like the new map or King's Canyon?
1: Um, I like them both, man. Uh, I like the new one, I guess, a little better. Okay, so. hold
0: on. I have a question. Hmm? You just switched from playing a console to a PC here recently. Yeah. How big of a difference is that? Huge. Is it?
2: I still play controller on a lot of games. Okay. See, if I wanted to dish out the cash, I feel like I would do that, but...
0: So you got a... Like a PlayStation or Xbox controller that plugs into your computer and works exactly the same. Yeah,
2: they're mm-hmm. Bluetooth. Both of them are Bluetooth, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, but then, like, Counter-Strike is a game that you can't play with a controller. You have to use mouse keyboard. But it's so simple that you just basically have your move button, and then you shoot. That's that all it is. Apex, you have abilities, you have crouch, you have slide, you have all this stuff going on. It's a little bit more technical. I played Call of Duty with mouse and keyboard, and I actually liked it better than the okay. controller.
0: but.
2: I know this sounds messed up, and we're talking about this game talk around on the music podcast, but like Apex Legends, you're dropped on a map, and there's 60 players.
0: It's like a realistic
2: Fortnite. So, no, Mm. that's PUBG. Yeah. (laughs) Or even like new Call of Duty is a little more realistic than that. Yeah. But you're dropped on this map, and what's really cool about it is your actual firefights are authentic. So like in Call of Duty, you're literally, they cut off maps. Like if you're playing like 6 v six. Even in Counter-Strike, too. Like, you have lanes. They call them lanes. Mm-hmm. And you have to stay in these lanes or these Battle Royales, which is the reason why I like them. They literally drop you into an open map. You have burns. You have hills. You have high point advantages. You have cities. So you're actually having to communicate. And if you're doing it right and you have enough, I guess, people that understands the game as well, let's say someone sent back with the G7 saying, like, dude, all I need you to do is pepper them right now. Bangalore, let's say, is going to sit there hit three smokes. We're going to run through the smokes with an R99 and a Spitfire, come around their flank, boom. And then they say no, you take down this whole squad and it makes I know you know what he's f- talking about Chris don't work. It makes you feel so <laughs> good because like you might have had three hundred yards of distance and you closed that distance to take them out. Like it's it's like a weird little every thirty seconds possibly you're accomplishing this is small feat and then if you finally make it to the final circle, then you're like, dude, yeah, here we like, go. You know? If you
1: watch gameplay of right now, Chris, you're like, Oh, this is easy. you just run and fucking shoot people. Um, but in reality, it's a lot more strategy based yeah. on that.
2: They run around and say, like, I, I got my perp, man. You got Listen,
0: a perp. <laughs> I played Call of Duty one time. I went 2-63. and 63.
1: Wow, that's a long match, That too. must have been shit, man.
0: Yeah, we were, we were just like on it and setting the match as long as we... It was like a bunch of us all in the barracks in the lobby, like playing against each other. And it was okay, like we did like an hour long just... It's and okay. the 63 doesn't take me long to get to because I'm that bad.
1: Chris, it's okay. We one v 4 ed my friend Champ, who was technically used to be a Call of Duty pro. He beat all of us. He beat four of us by himself. That's ridiculous. And the, the new gunfight mode on the new Call of Duty. Like, it's a super, a, super small map. You would think four people could kill one guy, but nope.
0: I don't, I don't hate on video games, even in the slightest, because, I mean, hey. I like video games, but I can play them for 10, 15 minutes at a time, and I'm done. You know, I can't.
2: And check this out, by the way. I just bought a video game called rocksmith and you plug your guitar directly into your xbox and it goes through every scale it goes through i heard of that has multiple songs it goes through actual guitar theory and lessons and it literally is in a game game more or less but it teaches you actually how to play guitar that's pretty cool it's pretty cool now it's really hard because like guitar hero you had five buttons Mm -hmm. this this right here is the whole fretboard so it takes in everything to account so, when it's adjusting, it does, like, full adjustments. So, it'll say, like, first fret all the way to ninth fret. So, it is a little different because, again, you have that much more. What? Five times, six It's like a 12, real guitar. You have 72 again? frets. Yeah, it's a real guitar. It teaches you. It literally is going through guitar theory. It has pentatonics, diatonics. It has everything in it. And it's a video game. That's pretty
1: dope. That's but it's, it's dope. more
2: like. Geared guitar lessons, yeah. to be honest with you. But still, it's pretty dope. I'm just saying, like, the spectrum of what you can do and the variety. It's, Bro, if you, if you go on Steam insane.
1: and look at the game library, like, dude, there's a little game for yeah, everybody. Yeah, you can
2: date dads. I mean, it's insane.
1: Dude, there is, like... I haven't done that yet.
0: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's <some> Date dads. <laughs> there's some going to go download that one when I go home. There's
2: some weird game, like... It's like sugar daddy or something like that, and it's like a Dayton sim, and he oh, I've, to date I've seen dad. a lot of those
1: Dayton sims. Yeah, really? that's so weird. Like See, people play those on streams. Steam's for, like you got a funny. whole
2: different kind of universe when it gets to Steam because there's just so much stuff. There's
1: games for everybody, dude. Yeah, like I've been looking for a lot of little time waster games, like you know you, you used to play on the computer, like mini golf, dude, stuff, bowling, stuff like that. Find some of those. Animal you
2: know. Crossing, man, that's all that is, dude.
0: All right, I'm done here. I need to get dinner. Appreciate you guys God. coming over, hanging out, talking stuff I don't you know. You hated
1: our
2: video game talk?
0: I don't I don't hate it. I just don't understand it. Um, but
2: He doesn't have the thumbs, man. The dexterity. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> hey,
1: go buy you a new PC and then Ooh. play games and record on it.
0: Dude, I use Logic, though.
2: Hold on. Before we and leave. And I'm not
0: paying for Pro Tools. I already paid $200 for Logic. What
2: is one game? From our creative prowess here That we think Chris would be addicted to If he actually played
0: He might be the show No, no we're, not gonna do, yeah, we're not we're not going to do sports
2: Freak? games Because that's different Because it's a sim Go
0: play that game yeah. yeah I'm
2: thinking like What would
1: he I don't know He wouldn't like Fortnite
2: See I don't think it would be Fortnite either He might like Apex Legends it Depends how competitive he is You know Yeah you got... Dude
1: he's Chris is pretty competitive
2: Yeah So Too competitive You're saying that mm-hmm. you got to get him in a lobby full of trash talkers And then Yes That's all it is
0: well, no, because I can't talk trash back. Cause I'm garbage, so that wouldn't.
2: Dude, that's why you talk trash back. I know a
1: perfect game for you, dude. Grand Theft Auto V.
0: I've beat that game three times
1: online. Yeah, but online you can do so much. i never played
0: online.
2: Have you really beat that game three times?
0: Yeah, my buddy Bo, the guy who was on the podcast Jeez. when we were in the Middle East. That's when that game came out. That's all you ever played. And beat we Grand Grand Auto played 5. Grand Theft Auto V constantly. Well, have you played Red Dead Two? I bought it you when bought I had it. my PlayStation. Yeah. I played it for three days. I got ten percent through the game and then I That's never That's pretty much
1: it. I didn't even get out of the snow, dude. And well, everybody's see, like, dude, it gets so much better. Well the that. thing dude, was I like, finished it.
0: In the Middle East I had t- I had time because I had nothing yeah. else to do now. I have I don't have the attention span to do it. But no, Grand Theft Auto, me and him played that game constantly. And uh but the online stuff wasn't out yet. Dude, the online's a whole new world. Dude, it.
1: that game keeps getting updated. That's still top five most watched game on Twitch.
2: It's literally the best selling game of all time. It's actually probably the single best selling multimedia. Well, that game, other than Call of the Wind. Or I mean, that, that
0: game came out in 2014. the movie, was called fourteen. 2013, I think.
2: 2013 or 14. 2013. It's overdue 14. for a new one for sure. And then they went ahead and did But they a, keep updating it, so it's like... Yeah, they did a re-release on yeah. the new generation. And then now the next new generation is supposed to come out, unless COVID-19 puts a damper on that for a while. Probably will. But they concentrated on the Red Dead too, hmm And then they got the... Red out. Dead
0: was a cool game, but it's like...
2: So speaking, I of like that, driving
0: cars and kill, running people over with them. It takes a long time to get somewhere on a horse.
2: Yep. You know? Yeah, but dude, Red Dead, that game, whole uh, the idea that you get, go to a bar, you get hammered drunk with yeah. your friend Lenny, then you sit there and you get in a bar fight. And then, while this is all going on, if you pay attention... Hey, to we're small, done here. See you guys next time. All